0: Eighty-three-three WMMR Audio on Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It's May twenty third. Good morning, Kathy.
1: Good morning. In the news this morning, a violent tornado touched down in Jefferson City, Missouri, causing heavy damage Wednesday, according to the National Weather Service. The service reported that a confirmed large and destructive tornado was observed over Jefferson City at about eleven forty three p.m. Wednesday, moving northeast at about forty miles per hour. The capital city has a population of about forty thousand and is located one hundred and thirty miles west of St. Louis. No fatalities have been reported, but Jefferson City Police Lieutenant David Williams said that there have been multiple calls for people. Being trapped in their homes.
2: Um, that was my my second radio job was in Jefferson City, Missouri. I lived there for a few years, and uh, on I remember one day in particular in the spring, I had to uh, I had to initiate the emergency alert system. I think four times in one four day. times, yeah. yeah, because of tornado well, warnings. Now I never saw oh, one, wow. huh. uh, but it's really active in that area for it tornadoes, is. and uh, it, it was. You know, the the, the guy get sky gets this greenish hue. It's very strange, uh, but it wasn't uncommon. Now, one never hit in Jefferson City that I never knew of, but this one was big, and they were calling it, I don't know if you have this information, Kathy, a wedge tornado. Oh,
1: no, what is that?
2: A wedge tornado is when the the size of it is, it's wider than it is tall. Oh, okay. And so it was a really huge uh, activity, a really huge formation that came through. Yeah,
3: the footage of the destruction was pretty. Was unbelievable. Yeah. So you had, uh, you know, it it seemed to be right in the heart of a lot of stuff. And injured, but no one...
1: Dead Not yet. There's no, there's no fatalities. They said that there's people that are stuck in their homes and they're telling people um, if they are safe to just stay there for now. They said it's pretty chaotic. Wow. Um, and like you said, there, there's debris all over the place. They said you could see insulation, shingles, metal pieces, tree limbs all over the area. Power outages are also being reported in parts of the city. One tornado skirted just a few miles north of Joplin, Missouri on its eighth anniversary of a catastrophic tornado that killed 161 people in the city. Storms and torrential rains have ravaged the Midwest from Texas through over Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, and Illinois. Two barges broke loose and floated swiftly down the swollen Arkansas River in eastern Oklahoma on Wednesday, spreading alarm downstream as they threatened to hit a dam. Authorities urged residents of small towns in Oklahoma and Kansas to leave their homes as rivers and streams rose. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, I obviously, you, you live where you live, and that's the deal. But, you know, Preston, people live in, like, Tornado Alley, yeah. you know, where it's, it's <laughs> especially going to sleep knowing there's a tornado warning and... Knowing that you could be woken up by a tornado coming through your house, uh, you know these are—it's a nightmare scenario. I don't know how to people how people deal with it.
4: Yeah, well, <clears throat> what was it a month ago, a month and a half ago? We all got those tornado warnings yes, in the we middle did. of the night, like three o'clock yeah, in the morning. That yeah. mm-hmm. was you know slightly terrifying. Of course, because so they, that's, that's
3: unique here. That's kind of common there. Right? Well,
4: the the alarms all went off on your phones. I mean, that's yeah. that's like another that's a great godsend of, of having cell phones yeah. now. Is that you know because. Before, I guess you would just have to it's hope just Helen that, Hunt. Hope no, hope that you maybe heard an alarm or that your TV was on and that right, alarm right, came right. off. But no. the fact that your your phones can go off in the middle of the night that's pretty great.
1: Uh, So no reported deaths at this time, so hopefully everyone is okay. Uh, There are some people trapped in homes, but hopefully uh, the authorities can get to them soon. Uh, Authorities in Bethlehem are investigating a reported explosion. It happened Wednesday night around Blossom and Floor Lanes. ATF officials say there was an explosion, but they can't confirm the type of device yet. An eyewitness said that he was cutting grass between uh, 630 and 7 when he heard what sounded like an explosion. Uh, The resident who lives in the area of the explosion said that he was standing outside when a man and driving a gray pickup truck tossed something out the window and it exploded is
3: this then is this, they believe this is connected to that whole string of explosions that was happening for a while? Do you remember that? No, they got that, yeah, they, they, got got that, that guy, they got that right? guy, they sure? yeah. Okay. yeah,
1: I think they did. Uh, no injuries have been reported, fortunately. Bethlehem Police and ATF are continuing to investigate this explosion. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and today, to honor the late Mr. Rogers, people in Pennsylvania are being challenged to be a good neighbor. Governor Tom Wolf proclaimed it one for three-day. He wants to encourage everyone to do something kind for someone else in memory of the beloved children television personality. Fred Rogers often used 143 as a way to say I love you, referring to the numbers of letters in each word.
3: That's so adorable. I'm waiting for John Wick Day.
1: To participate every time you do something nice for someone, share it on social media using hashtag 143DayNPA, and it will be counted in the <laughs> kindness tracker. Aww. If you need assistance, the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development set up a hashtag 143 MPA kindness generator. Some of the ideas it, su- it suggests include uh, donate to a local children's fund, give a friend or a co-worker a ride home, and so share send a care package to troops.
3: All oh, good ideas.
1: Thursday is also the 143rd day of the year. Did you
3: guys see all see the documentary? The most recent not one? not. So good. Really should see it's it. It's excellent. It, uh, it's a tear
5: jerker, man. It is. It's really well done and if it does not take you back to your childhood then you didn't have a great childhood because it's just phenomenal. I
2: have, uh, in preparation for that being promoted, they, uh, the video was surfacing of him addressing uh, the Senate yeah. looking for more funding for Children's programming, PPS. and it was the, the the senators that were he was talking to were blown away by what he had to say. It was so simple and so pure about just children needing yeah. love and guidance. and yeah. it was really great. And
3: yeah. the one the, the one senator said. You got, well, you got it. You got. You convince yeah. me. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it yeah, that's you it. Yeah. You don't see that these uh, these days. No. I
1: remember watching Sesame Street and Mister Rogers. Um, I, I think at one point they were back to back. But I I always remember sitting in the living room watching that. And then uh, my brother is my youngest brother is eleven years younger than me. So I kind of revisited it when he was younger as well. And I remember being older and again sitting in front of the TV just watching Mister Rogers.
3: So amazing, especially that you know there was a time in his life when the when the his sniper victims were stacked like. <laughs> Board board yes. Outside his house, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, but here you had the total reversal of that. It <laughs> really came it's around. Amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Who was the guy that played the uh, mailman?
6: Mr. Really.
1: So he used to come into when I worked at the Dilworth Town Inn in Westchester, he used to come into there. Shut up. Yeah. He was from the area? I guess so. Well, my my cousin used to wait on him.
5: He had family in our area. He lived in Pittsburgh, where they did okay. a lot of the filming for Mr. Rogers, and we tried getting him on the show a few years ago, and then he kind of fell into ill health, but I believe he's still alive. Okay. Is he? Yeah. I know that during the Vietnam War he was a tunnel rat. Wow. Oh, had really? Yep. Pistol. Well, yep. speedy delivery. Yeah. Speedy
1: delivery.
6: Yep.
1: All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> <laughs> The The Phillies lost to the Cubs last night at Wrigley Field. Albert Elmore Jr. hit hit his first career grand slam, and the Cubs rallied from an early three-run deficit with three home runs, beating the Phillies 8-4. It was a battle of the Coles, as Cole Irving... uh, Urban pitch pitched for the Phils, and former Phils ace Cole Hamels was on the mound for the Cubs. Both starters struggled and didn't make it past the fifth inning. The four-game series wraps up this afternoon. Aaron Nola will get the start for the Phils, and John Lester pitches for the Cubs. First pitch is scheduled for 2:20. In the NBA, the Eastern Conference Finals continues tonight with the series tied at two games apiece. Game five between the top two seeds in the East, the Toronto Raptors and the Bucks, It's back in Milwaukee, and tip-off is scheduled for 8-30. In football news, the NFL and NFL Players Association announced agreements aimed to, at improving Players' pain management and maintaining positive mental health, opening the door to formally uh, to formally allowing players to use medical marijuana and cannabis for pain. Past rusher and former Eagle Chris Long, who announced his retirement over the weekend, is publicly agreeing, saying it's far less dangerous than guzzling a fifth of alcohol and going out after a game. He also admitted that he has been a marijuana user, saying, "I'm not a dry snitch. I'm not going to put a percentage on how much the league smokes, but I certainly enjoyed a fair share on a regular basis throughout my career. A lot of guys get a lot." of pain management out of it and that's what i have for you huh. this
2: morning all right thank you very much kath you know what i'm going to start off with a uh, a shard out i normally don't do this oh. as exam but i got an email from uh, our buddy eric simon in our promotions department uh said he ran into these two feline, fine police officers or feline <laughs> you are so feline uh today picking up some mmr things uh he said huge press and his steve fans dave and nick rutgers university public safety police officers uh, working today's graduation at bb and I guess this was yesterday. Oh. Uh, he said they asked for a 6 a.m. hour-ish shard out tomorrow, if possible, but they realize you guys probably get hundreds of these requests a week. Uh, Dave's been on board with you since 2002, and they both love the show and think you guys are a great group of folks. That's awesome. It would be yeah. our yeah. pleasure
3: to do that. Yeah. A... There
2: you go, Dave. Your shard out for Dave and Nick Rutgers University Public Safety Police Officers <laughs> working today at the graduation, BB&T. Cool man, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, Before we give you this list of people, and we have a really good show today set up, uh, we got to do our coolest teacher. Yesterday, uh, we had chosen Cherry Hill West High School. And uh, we asked the student body to text in and vote, and they sure did. And we do have a winner. So we are excited to announce the coolest teacher of Cherry Hill West. And that would be Mrs. Bridget Garrity Bantle. Wow, that's a long name. Mrs. Bridget Garrity Bantle, congratulations. You are officially the coolest teacher in that building, Cherry Hill West. I'm sure there's a lot of cool people, but you're just a smidge cooler than everybody else.
3: (laughs) says right there she took a work-study field trip to Las Vegas, Preston. No, it didn't
2: actually. Uh, we found that that's uh, in common with these teachers at win that they take the kids somewhere. But she, all we know about her, she is a special education teacher and a coach as well. So we'd like to find out more. So, Mrs. Garrity Bantle, if you would like to give us a call, that'd be awesome. We'll hear from you at some point this morning. And we will officially award you the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug and a Whatacrockmeals.com gift card worth $50. So congrats. And maybe we can find out a little bit more about her later on. All right, who gets to
3: it, pick? It's now?
6: Kathy. It's Kathy's turn.
3: Very exciting as the large Chinese food takeout box comes around.
2: All right, Kathy reached in. She's got a name. Kath, who is it going to be We now? are
1: going with, in Northeast Philadelphia, Archbishop Ryan. Oh! Archbishop Ryan.
2: Oh! All right, Ryan. We got you covered, and all you got to do is text in and let us know who you think this coolest teacher of the year was. And uh, I'll say it again, just in case you did not know, this is how you do it. You text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to us. Our text number is 39333. One vote per phone number, and we'll give you till about this time tomorrow morning to get those votes in. And we will uh, tally them up, and we will make the announcement. So Archbishop Ryan. In Northeast Philadelphia, you're up, uh,
5: Nick. This school is something that I've never seen before, which is different mascots for the men and the women. The ma- a mascot for the men is the Raiders, the mascot for the women is
4: the Ragdolls. What, what the hell, really? Yeah. I- I think we talked about this when we were talking because I think their mascot is like a Raggedy Ann or something like that. Okay. Is that the one? Because we were talking about this a couple of months ago.
3: Yeah, goofy, goofy
2: mascots. mascots. Yeah. Okay.
4: Raggedy Ann? The ragdolls. A ragdoll? I don't know. Right, I mean, why, why
2: not? not. Wouldn't it, that's kind of interesting because, you know, from a sports perspective, which I usually think of for a mascot, a ragdoll is something that gets thrown sort around, around and used in a beast. It's like having them. a Furby. Step the, right, yeah, yeah the Furby. <laughs> the fighting right. Furby. But anyway, it doesn't matter. They're they're ragdolls and they're proud, and we're, we're happy to have them up there uh, voting now. So whether you're a raider or a ragdoll, you can vote for the coolest teacher at Archbishop Ryan. Text word teacher followed by the teacher's name 39333, so get on it. Besides all of that rigmarole going on this morning... We have a number of guests on the program today. We are going to talk to the head coach of the St. Louis Blues and former flyer and flyer coach, Craig Baruby. How about that? So yet another connection to the Stanley Cup. Dude, we'll take it any way we can. <laughs> we have we'll take to. It any way we can get it. So uh but we'll talk to coach around eight o'clock. Uh, we are also gonna have uh Janie Scott here in our studio today. She has got her memoir, uh, which is called The Beneficiary Fortune, Misfortune, and the Story of My Father. And uh, a um, well-known family in the Philadelphia area. They have a little ages. money. They got a little money. Just a little money. And she's got interesting stories. A movie made uh, back in the 1950s, Steve, I guess, the Philadelphia story. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah she's Carrie made Grace. twice.
3: High Society was made once as a musical and <sighs> once as with Cary Grant and uh, and Catherine Hepburn. And then again with Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra and Grace Kelly. Yeah, so, you know, kind of local royalty. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the, I mean, uh, so so Nick's been reading the book. I was flicking through it last night and and just, you know, uh, picking up some, some, <laughs> the expansive wealth, the yeah. amazing stuff. I mean, the stuff that there's so much in Pennsylvania that would not exist without this family. Yeah. It's
2: astonishing. I was at uh, the Devereux Golf outing a little while back. They do amazing work. And the main beneficiary was Janny Scott. Yeah. be here yeah. this morning, which is yeah. very cool. So, some really wonderful philanthropic things are done through that family as well. We also have comedian Two Ray stopping by, going to be at Punchline Philly. And we're also going to have Lance Reddick. From John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum joining us too.
3: So, He's awesome. If you if you've seen any of the movies, he is the the guy working the counter at the Continental. He is the uh, what you call it, the concierge. <laughs> oh, or the, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yep. So uh, he'll be joining us later on today too. So we have a lot to get to. Let's take a break. Come back. I'll roll out the entertainment stories. I have a bunch there too. So stay with us. We're have
7: a good time. Guarantee you. Love MMR. Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy.
3: Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond engagement rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly.
7: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
2: If have a stupid question, four-pack of big Apple Circus tickets to give away. If you can answer this question, it has to do with the game Backgammon. Love it. I used to know how to play that game. And then years ago, I went and tried it again, and I have no idea how to play
5: that game. It's my wife.
3: My (laughs) wife taught it to me. She loves the game. Yeah. Um, and I tried and tried and tried, and I just I stink at it, and therefore I hate it.
4: <laughs> it's not hard. I, I learned it in in just a few minutes. I'm Don't an come. idiot. Yeah. yeah, I just can't follow. I,
3: I I get I lose I lose attention quickly.
2: So here you go. What is the term for bearing off all your pieces before your opponent has borne off any of theirs? I guess it's, they call it bearing off. Two one five two six three wmmr Let's see if you know the, na- the name of that. What is the term for bearing off all your pieces before your opponent has borne off any of theirs? Do you know that term, Casey? No, no. Right.
4: I didn't actually learn
2: terms. Okay, you just, you just, just play. The gameplay. Yeah. You're yeah. a purist. Uh two one five two six three wmmr Call now. Let's see if you know the answer. I will go through some birthday uh, birthdays on this date while well, we await your answer today. Is Thursday, May 23rd,
3: and we have Drew Carey, who's celebrating a birthday today. Hi. Anybody see Price is Right recently? As
4: he's- that used to be, like, my if I was home yeah. or near TV at 11 o'clock on a weekday, oh. that was my go-to. When you were
3: sick in school, well, Price well, is Right was
4: guaranteed. I was never sick at school, but oh, that's right, on yeah. days off and stuff, yes. I am not as inclined to go there without Bob Barker as the host.
2: Yeah, me too. It's as sad to I, say, and I liked uh, Drew Carey, but I just never got into. I know, it after, I after know. That
3: he just had something. I saw a picture of Bob. He's he's had a couple of falls and it hasn't been very good recently, but. Uh yeah, Drew, uh, Drew Carey gets it done, but Bob had the magic.
5: Now, whose line is it anyway? I used to love that show. There you go. Uh, he's,
2: so he is uh, 61. And he's today. been
5: the host of Price is Right since 2007. That's amazing. That's, uh, it's a uh, it's 12, hard to be- 12 years, hard and hard I to believe. Yeah, I still think of Bob Barker as uh-huh. the host. I,
3: I saw him one night. I remember, never forget the uh, the episode. It was uh, Price is Right, Primetime. And it was one, I forget which one, where you can. You flick the thing and you win a million dollars. Yeah, there was
4: like a million dollar right. prize. Yeah, and, and,
3: and Preston, uh, I'm just sitting there and I'm like half, half listening. I'm eating a sandwich or something. And, oh,
2: you want a
4: million dollars? I could now, not
2: believe it was so casual. I don't know if this will be used tomorrow or not, but Casey apparently uh, has purchased oh. something for me. Yeah. And what? I'm, is it I'm, not what you wanted? No, you be the judge. Casey was necessarily... going to try for for Keenan's tomorrow for the live broadcast. No, it's, it's not. On, I'm already looking at it. Yeah, exactly. I'm so disappointed. Casey wanted to order the same microphone that Bob Barker would use on The Price is Right. Does <laughs> no,
6: it not work? No, it's...
2: Uh, so hang on a second. So so Bob always called it the lavalier mic, which is I always thought was the one that you actually you know clip to yourself. But but he called it the lavalier mic, and uh, it was that long skinny Aww. microphone. Yeah, yeah.
3: this case this like Casey much got one
2: that's more of a gooseneck microphone, <laughs> so it's not the same thing. He's just holding it. Do right. you want to bring it anyway? Bring it fine. anyway,
3: Preston. It works. It's... No,
2: because the whole idea I'm trying to move this around now, and it Yeah, expands. and
1: it, it swings. Oh,
2: so no, the no, the no, whole idea to. of having the long microphone <laughs> is that you can
4: you can swing it around. Right. It to <laughs> <people> oh, <it laughs> sorry case i know i'm, I'm so mad believe me when i opened the box i was like this wait oh, a the, second This all oh, right well hang on a second well maybe the it just screws together or no something? casey and then right it says right on the
3: box novelty microphone
4: yeah you know it'd be great casey we could hook it on your... <laughs> we're gonna
2: use a strap-on tomorrow for something we could hook it onto the strap-on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and it could be a mic that you could wear it's right talking here. to the microphone yes yeah, you know, yeah. the microphone there we go. I think that might work. All right. Well, anyway. Is there a way to
4: rig it, like, with some tape or something like that so it uh, wouldn't bend? I
6: don't
3: think so. I, I, you know what? We can get the actual mic. It was, you know, hold on to it. Maybe we can use it for something else. But uh, it, it's it's not a Bob Barker mic.
2: So, man. Drew Carey 61. <laughs> uh, Joan Collins,
3: the actress, uh, who is from Dynasty, uh, of course. Yeah, she was just, uh, um, the, I guess she has a book out or something. or gave an interview. And she says that uh, uh, on that show Dynasty, she and John Forsythe hated each other. I believe it.
2: Yeah, she had some a little bit of toot, I guess. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I tell you what,
2: when she was fifty years old, she did uh, Playboy, and I used that issue a lot. I had I had a thing for her. She bit. looked yeah. great. Kathy has a horrible look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you look like you just smelled what? something <laughs> horrible. You over. have to.
6: You, it's
3: just <laughs> what you have to she do. Her?
6: Uh, well,
2: yeah, well, well, I'm you, kidding. Well, did you get it for the articles? I, I loved her. She was she was a, a, a slutty milf. That's, a, that's all I could say. Slutty milf. That's what she came off as, and the, mainly because her character, which was what the hell was her character's Alexis. name? Was it Alexis? Yeah. Okay. Or I thought that was uh, the other one. I thought that Alexis Carrington Colby. Okay. Who? What was the blonde's name?
5: Linda Evans. Linda Evans. Yeah, but yeah. her character's name. Oh, what the hell. She uh, also went by Linda Evans. Crystal. Uh,
3: Crystal, yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, she was hot.
5: And yeah, and you uh, used her. She's 86 now.
3: Do you think, from just the memory of that alone, do you think you could work up something some right now? Work something up, not right now, <laughs> but
2: I'm sure if I have some time to you myself. Know, this bank bank, and I, I would in figure privacy. there's well, a real, lot, of, like, lot
4: of interest on that deposit. I, I didn't mean. watch the show, but did her character... Was her character slutty? She was sed- yeah. a seductress. She was. A, she was she wasn't also, married. No,
3: she was a businesswoman, a, s- a seductress. Maybe seductress is better than yeah. slut. So yeah, than a I'm, slut. I'm sorry, <laughs> I did, I'm, I'm using the wrong word. There's here. a yeah. new slut <laughs> in town.
2: But I remembered she had this black lingerie, lacy thing on on the she cover, great. and she looked wonderful. I think it had a zipper in the crotch, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the spank bank still works. Uh, so there you go, it's so working. She's uh, 86. <laughs> uh, Jewel, the singer songwriter, is uh, 45. Always liked her. Listen.
1: She's the one with the teeth, right?
2: Yeah. Got, uh, you know
3: what, though? I dig her snaggletooth. Cute. Yeah. Uh, she's 45 today. I dig your snaggletooth. I dig her horseshoe crab-eating snaggletooth. What a wonderful <laughs> backhanded compliment. Yeah. She's the one with the teeth.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, we also have Charles Kimbrough. He was on Murphy Brown. He played Jim Dial, who I think was the anchor. The yes. Kind of st- uh, stiff anchor guy. The Ted Knight kind of guy. Yeah. He's 83. And then the last birthday I saw is German director Tom uh, Teichworm. Uh, he gave us Cloud Atlas most recently, but also did Run, Lola, Run, Perfume, the story of a murder. I don't know. Hey, he's a loser. He's 54
6: <laughs> years old. Today.
3: I heard Cloud Atlas was weird. It was weird. I, I did not. Um, I was not a big fan. Okay. All right.
2: We'll see if we know the answer to the stupid question this morning it has to do with the game of backgammon. Uh, what is the term for bearing off all of your pieces before your opponent has borne off any of those, theirs? And I will go to Laura, see if we can get the answer. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Laura, what is it called when you bear off all your pieces before your opponent has borne off any of theirs?
8: It's called a gammon.
2: As in backgammon. Ah! Yeah.
8: It's obvious. One moment, Laura.
2: We'll gather your information and we're going to get you uh, tickets for, in fact, a four-pack of tickets for Big Apple Circus. Don't miss the all-new show. Critics are calling magical and astonishing. Big Apple Circus is back now through June 16th. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And tickets at BigAppleCircus.com are available. Uh, I have a lot of stuff, so let's get right to it. Wendy Williams' son, Kevin Hunter Jr., has reportedly been arrested for assaulting his father, Kevin Hunter Sr. Wow. Sources tell TMZ that Kevin Sr. has been pressuring his 18-year-old son to... Uh, carve out his own path to success, but that their discussions came to a head after midnight Wednesday over a separate financial matter. <laughs> Kevin Jr. reportedly assaulted Kevin Senior, but Dad told TMZ, "I love my son very much, and I will not be suing, pursuing this matter legally." Things are not always how they appear.
3: This is a, well. Listen, it's a troubled family. Clearly, uh, Wendy had reportedly taken
2: Kevin to his New Jersey, Kevin Jr. to his New Jersey home to pick something up, not knowing that Kevin Senior was there. Wendy had moved out of that into a new pad in new york city last month she dropped them off with plans to pick him up shortly thereafter but in between things got tense between father and son while things went fine at first between the father and son they ended up going to a store shortly after midnight wednesday where they got into a fight reportedly over kevin senior's demand for spousal support <sighs> kevin senior reportedly put junior in a headlock at which point junior punched him in the nose to break the hold Uh, so So it had
3: to be like a convenience store, right? It was out in public. They're beating the crap out of each other in a 7-Eleven. I don't know. Williams filed
2: for divorce in April after widespread reports of infidelity on his part. And she fired him as the show's executive producer and has since asked for spousal support and child Mm -hmm. support.
3: And I guess that's where this whole
2: thing got into a bit of a tip.
3: So the son is clearly siding with Wendy. Sounds like it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman is not here for Moby's creepy claim that they once were an item. In a recent memoir called Then It Fell Apart, Moby claims that he briefly dated Natalie Portman when she was 20 years old and he was 33 after flirting in his dressing room. Now, he described this whole thing as uh, kissing under the centuries-old oak trees. Okay. This is Casey's version of... uh, Moby music, by the way. Being caught in the pouring rain. All
3: right, so anyway. <laughs> uh, that was actually worth it. I Where was I? Uh, you were uh, talking kiss- about the dating.
2: Kissing under the centuries-old oak trees at Harvard <laughs> University. At midnight, she brought me to her dorm room. And we lay down next to each other on her small bed. After she fell asleep, I carefully extracted myself from her arms and took a taxi back to my hotel. Now, by his own account, the romance ended because, quote, I wanted one thing, for me to be alone. Nothing triggered my panic attacks more than getting close to a woman I cared about. Now, Natalie is responding, telling Harper's Bazaar (laughs) that not only did it never happen, she was actually 18 at the time. She said I was surprised to hear that he characterized the very short time that I knew him as dating because my recollection is a much older man being creepy with me when <laughs> wow. I just had graduated high school. He said I was 20. I definitely wasn't. I was a teenager. I had just turned 18. There was no fact-checking from his, him or his publisher, and it almost feels deliberate, she said.
3: Wow. So that, this is an object lesson in how... A guy and a girl can read a situation much differently. Absolutely.
2: Uh, Moby apparently is nonplussed by Portman's denial. He took to Instagram to share a photo of them together. And then he wrote, I recently read a gossip piece wherein Natalie Portman said that we never dated. This confused me, as we did, in fact, date. And after briefly (laughs) dating in 1999, we remained friends for years. I like Natalie, and I respect her intelligence and activism, but to be honest, I can't figure out why she would actively misrepresent the truth about our, albeit brief, involvement. Uh, He said, the story, as laid out in my book, Then It Fell Apart, is accurate, with lots of corroborating photo evidence, etc.
3: Look at this horrifying picture here. I know. He's doing
2: this really stiff, weird-looking
3: smile. Kathy, do you think that... um if you were to look back over the people you dated, are you resolutely clear on who you dated and who was just a friend? Yes. Of course you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I, I remember uh, I went to my high school reunion this last time, which was the 30-year reunion, and I ran into a girl I hadn't seen in ages and ages. And I, I clearly, I remember we, we made out one yes. night. Yes. And I mentioned that to her. She's like, mm, I don't think so. I think I would have remembered that. And I'm like, mm, yeah, we did. She so,
1: was like, oh, God, I want to forget this.
2: Yeah, she, clearly she had <laughs> Oh, my God, I made
3: out with her mother.
1: <laughs>
2: she suppressed the memory. But, you know, I mean, I think if you go back some years, sometimes it's a little fuzzy.
3: And, you, know you know what I do? I and pick also, up the phone and let her know you're in the new band, Saint. And also misrepresenting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know.
1: But maybe if there was alcohol involved and it was just like a little make-out session, maybe that I could see. Well, that's... that's, In this
3: case, he's saying they they were boyfriend girlfriend.
1: No, I mean Preston's case. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. She says no dice. He says yes. Who knows? Well, quick question. Yeah. Do you think you would remember if you had made out with Moby?
2: Um, It depends on how much I had to drink. Okay.
4: All right. All right. So so. fair enough. What's weird here is uh, these are... It's semantics, right? Because dating, right? Right. So... I quote unquote dated a girl in college. If you were to ask her, no, we never dated because she didn't want. She had a
3: restraining order.
4: She had a quote unquote (laughs) restraining order. (laughs)
3: Okay. It's what they quote unquote defense attorney. (laughs) Yes. Quote unquote jail time. Quote unquote 100 yards.
4: (laughs) I don't buy it.
3: Quote unquote
6: crisis counselor.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quote unquote <laughs> dusting for fingerprints. <laughs> but I mean, the reality is we slept together many, 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 many did times. Did you quote
3: unquote sleep together yeah. or did you have quote unquote intercourse? We
4: we quote unquote <laughs> did everything that a boyfriend and girlfriend does. Right. And she didn't want a quote unquote label to it. Okay. All right. So if oh. you were to if you were to talk to her today. You were F buddies. Yeah. yeah. According to her. Yeah. Okay. You know?
1: Except Casey was madly Except, in love and dating,
3: he's dating
4: he's her. madly in love. I was my God, I love you so much. I was, quote unquote, madly in love. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But we didn't, you know, like, we're, F buddies don't go out on dates. No, right? you were like, a human buddies, vibrator. That's yeah, what you were. Yeah, yeah, F buddies don't like, they just meet at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they have... They don't hold hands and mm-hmm. have dinner and go to movies and things like that. And, and whisper sweet
3: same. nothings yeah. and pitch woo. But... Or tell anybody about the
2: relationship, yes.
4: <laughs> or hire defense attorneys. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah. it, so th- these are semantics. So maybe in his mind, like yeah, we w- went out and got some coffee or a froyo or whatever. And that's, and, a and, and that's a date
6: to him. That's a
2: date. Weird enough. little. Dude. Well, she's
4: saying no dice. All right,
2: we're moving on. Notoriously difficult to please, <laughs> Deborah Tate is here for Margot Robbie's portrayal of her murdered sister, the actress Sharon Tate in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this is actually kind of a big deal. Uh, She had told TMZ that she was worried that Sharon would come off as an egomaniac, but that Margot managed to pull it off. She said depending on how Margot played it, it could have appeared egotistical, but no, she did a beautiful job. Sharon did not have an egotistical bone in her body, uh, Margot uh, captures Sharon's sweetness very
3: nicely, and she, as you right, she's has been very protective of her sister's reputation.
2: Yeah, she's become uh, notorious for savaging stars who have depicted her sister. She called Hillary Duff's portrayal of Sharon classless and exploitive, saying that it doesn't matter who is acting in it; it's just tasteless. It's classless how everyone is rushing to release something for the fiftieth anniversary of this horrific event. When she had learned that Tarantino was considering <clears throat> Jennifer Lawrence for the role of Sharon, she said. Not that I have anything against her, but she's she's not pretty enough to play Sharon. That's a horrible thing to say, but, you know, I have my standards. But she approves Margot Robbie's um, portrayal of her in this movie, so I'm very interested. The more I'm hearing about this, the more it sounds like it's going to be a great movie.
3: I told you yesterday, the reviewers, a lot of the reviewers are saying it's his best movie since Pulp Fiction. Wow. Yeah. That's saying a lot,
2: so we shall see. Uh, speaking of movies, both Elton John and Bernie Taupin were moved to tears While watching the new Elton biopic Rocket Man, which opens on May 31st, uh, Elton and Bernie talked about the effect that the movie had on them both. Elton said, I never thought in my 73rd year that I'd be sitting here in con with a film coming out. To be honest with you, I was blown away. I was very moved and I cried the first time I saw it and I cried a lot this time. And then Bernie said, it was a wonderful experience and I echo Elton's feelings 100%. I mean, it was very emotional. There were a couple of scenes in it where I was quite—I uh, was quietly sobbing, to be quite honest. He said,
3: "So okay, we've had wow. now Bohemian Rhapsody with Freddie Mercury. We've had this. If—if uh, if you were to put together a wish list of next bio pick to be done on a rock star or a rock band story, what would you vote for?" Right, said Fred. Right, said Fred is
2: awesome. <laughs> yeah, especially that's, yeah. that
3: moment when they first discover mesh shirts.
2: Yeah, and how sexy they are. Yeah, uh, they're, they're too sexy. Uh,
3: I would I, know.
2: Uh, that's a good question. Um,
5: I've said it several times, but for me, it's Fleetwood Mac. There's, yes. there's so much uh, interplay among the band, romance, breakups, love, love lost, and, and great music.
2: Yeah, true. There's a lot of drama there, no question.
5: You know what I'd like to see? And I think it'd be a great romance, uh, the Moby and Natalie Portman
3: story. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, very passionate. Yeah.
2: Uh, That is a great question, uh, Steve. (laughs) One I'll have to ponder. All right, ponder.
3: But right Um, now we're sticking with Right Said Fred.
2: uh, Moving along, Kylie Jenner and Caitlyn Jenner seem to have cleared up any issues they have had over reported plans to launch competing skincare lines because Caitlyn was front and center for the launch of Kylie Skin.
3: All right, ladies, here's what you do first. Take out the belt sander and apply gently to the skin. (laughs)
2: Uh, Kylie reportedly shut down Caitlyn's planned skincare launch in February. Here's
3: a great way to remove pimples: it's called an exacto knife. Uh, <laughs> oh, gross. She, she has a higher pain tolerance. Kim, Chloe, Courtney and
2: Chris were there as well, the whole crew were pink and uh, were all smiles Tuesday at the Goya Studios. Oh boy, yeah. uh, Kendall Jenner was MIA being across the world for the Con Film Festival. The All Pink Bash included a roller skating rink and junk food. How uh, exciting. Oh
1: my god, they ate junk food. They ate hey. junk food.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, James Charles, who they did was, just like the
3: commoners do. they uh, roller skate.
2: <laughs> James Charles, who was embroiled in a public feud with fellow influencer and mentor YouTuber Tati Westbrook, <laughs> okay. until they buried the hatchet, was also present, as were influencers Nikita Dragon and
3: Gabriel Zamora. This whole world of influencers uh, is crazy, and Influence. the amount of money there—i know, I know. Uh, but the amount of money some of these higher, like the uh, what's the first name you mentioned, James? Um, uh, James Charles. So here is a guy, who I, and I assume I think he identifies as, as, a, as a man, uh, but uh, he he he's like a cosmetics whiz, and yeah. he puts on makeup, and he looks
0: oh I know astonishing.
3: Who is. I know yeah. who he is. Yes. In fact, I think he has a a, a contract with CoverGirl or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so he got into a battle with another influencer that's a makeup whiz. I hate that word.
2: You're I know influencer as opposed to entertainer. You know, who, uh, you know... Right. right. But they're not. I'm influencing you.
1: But they're not entertainers, right? Oh, I, know,
2: I know they're mm-hmm. not. I'm, I'm just saying that now we have influencers. And, and, As opposed to columnists and advice, you know, givers and so on. They're influencers.
1: They're influencing Look you. Look like me. Yeah.
2: Do what I do. Yeah. Which, yeah. So,
1: so there's a, a local influencer, but she um, is known across the country. And she just has her own line of clothing now in Nordstrom. Is like, that that's,
2: wild? That's, that's a big like, deal.
1: pretty... That's pretty amazing. That's a very
2: big deal. Yeah. Yeah. To to get a clothing line in a, in a retailer like that. Based yeah. off of you just gotta, your influencing. You got to be the real deal.
1: Based on your Instagram influencing. Jesus. I
2: have
3: pictures of cats. <laughs> Several high
2: profile celebs, including Kylie unfollowed James. Why? Oh. <gasps> As a result of this dispute, uh, she took photos with him at her party but does not appear to have re-followed him, by the way. Well,
3: there's an issue. I think yeah. he, his, I think last tally was like a million and a half, two million followers dropped out on him. Oh, wow. No yeah, he's only got 15.3 million left. <sighs> the guy's hurting. Yeah. Uh, by the
2: way, Sophia Hutchins, Ka- Caitlin's girlfriend, and Corey Gamble, Chris's boyfriend, were also there. It was great to have them there. Yeah. So the 21 year old uh, products were available as of 9 a.m. Uh, yesterday. It's a wonderful time, impression. At the end
3: of the evening, I did my strongman act. <laughs> oh, where you bend
2: horseshoes yes. and things
4: like that? I took a tire
3: iron and bent it into a heart. Oh. <laughs> did you rip a phone book apart? Absolutely. Okay, wow. With my uterus. I would... <laughs> well, you know, it's after factory. Well, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you've got it's some... also a paper shredder. right?
4: <laughs> wow. Do you
3: have any sensitive documents? Yeah. <laughs> Just put them here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it let- cuts both ways, crosswise and lengthwise, wow. so you can't tape it back together. Okay, and even will take care of staples if they're it, in there. Yes, and okay. floppy
2: disks. Okay, wow. That's old school. Old school. Um, someone has changed their hair. Oh!
6: Yes! What an exciting time. Yeah!
2: Uh, the upcoming reunion of the Spice Girls is on the way and apparently it's a very big deal. Uh in the UK uh tickets have they they've had extra dates that had to be added and also you can spend the night in the original Spice Girls bus from the
3: movie Spice what? World. Which I'm a fan of. I am too. I Steve. enjoyed it. Uh, and and to explain it and to defend ourselves, Preston, it was a um it was like uh, a, a, Hard Day's um, Night. Hard Day's Night. Yeah, It's, it's the whole I, idea of it.
2: And they're, the girls are really hot. Yes.
3: That's part of it, That's too.
2: Uh, but so you can do that. And now, just to keep the momentum going, Jerry Halliwell has uh, gone and transformed herself back <coughs> into the ginger spice we all know and love thanks to a little bit of help from L'Oreal Paris. Well, she looks really good. She does. She was blonde for the longest time, but she has gone back to the nostalgic bright red shade that she was famous
1: for. I like it.
3: I think they're all aging wonderfully. And I think, uh, I hope they don't try to go crazy and fight it with uh, collagen and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Kathy has a really good method for Botox. You, you just don't apply it. That's right. You just run. Just don't just use screaming it. Run from the out, and you... the, the look of terror on your face locks your yes, skin. It, yes,
1: it tightens your skin a bit. It just locks.
3: <laughs> it gets rid of your wrinkles because your mouth is open as you're screaming.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Uh, she caps in the picture with just three words: "Ginger is back." Uh, the good news is, is that the dye she used on her hair is an at home color. So if you want to channel your inner Spice Girl, you can do that. It's made, made
3: from a whale blood, press.
2: You can do that with L'Oreal Infina Preference hair color in seventy four
4: mango. That's what it's called. Ooh. Wow! Wait a quick, uh, just to sort of stay on this ginger thing. Is ginger red? Like when we were talking about figging, uh, we had pictures of ginger here in the studio.
3: Was it red? Oh, you're talking about the spice. No, no, th- th- I think the ginger comes ginger. from uh, from uh, the uh, from um, Gilligan's Island. Does it not? Is that what that is?
1: That's what I thought it was. Okay,
3: probably. The- but- ginger had red hair.
2: Yeah, but I I didn't know if that was if that was a before the the term. I never knew. I don't no, know. I,
3: yeah, because ginger itself isn't red. No. Yeah. Know. It's kinda yellowish
2: actually. Right. Be, yeah. So it's question. gotta
4: be the Gillian thing. Right. Yeah, it's yeah.
6: just gotta it's just <laughs> guys, it's gotta
3: <laughs> Casey wants to say something to the room. Guys it's just got to be, right? Uh, Nick is looking it up. Is it possible, Preston, that when the
5: ginger comes out, it's covered in blood? Uh, No. Um, I don't
2: think so. It it has
5: to do with uh, ginger from Gilligan's. It also has to do with ginger snaps, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, Which are reddish. Reddish reddish tins, ginger cake, yeah. And then ginger cake, uh, despite the fact that... And then ginger flour. Okay. So maybe they took all that and ginger was
2: a term and then... uh, When they made the character, it just really exploded, possibly. so I don't know. We could kick that one around forever, folks, but we're going to move on.
3: You'll let Nat Geo handle it. Yeah,
2: we are. Uh, So, let's see. It's the beginning of the end for Orange is a New Black. Netflix has announced that the show's seventh and final season will drop globally on Friday, July 26th. There's only been seven seasons. I I can't believe
4: there's been seven seasons. Is she still in jail, by the way? uh, Does anybody watch it? Taylor Schilling, I bailed. Here's the deal. me too. Orange is the New Black, wasn't that the
3: first show to release the entire series in one shot? shot. To my recollection, it was the first that I remember them making a big deal about. There may have been one or two before on Netflix where they did that, but they made a big deal about you being able to instantly access the entire series.
1: And they didn't do that from the very beginning, did they? Like, wasn't the first couple of seasons... I don't know episode by episode, and then when people started going crazy over it, they started releasing. I'm still the thinking about
3: season. Ginger Snaps. Right, <laughs> I thought it was out longer than seven years ago, but I may be off on that. But we actually talked to the, I believe we talked to the woman who is the
5: uh, the author of the uh, you know the source material. Yeah, Jenji Cohen. We also yeah. talked to uh, Taylor Schilling, and um, they are both good interviews. Yeah, it, it debuted in 2013. Huh. Okay. Well, I just can't uh, believe
1: she's still in jail.
5: <laughs> like, she was supposed to do, like, <laughs> Six 90- months. Yeah, she's got the worst
4: lawyer ever. <laughs> I made a big mistake.
2: <laughs> uh, so it will drop globally Friday, July 26th. in a video announcement of the premiere. Cast members are singing Regina Spector's series theme song. Uh, The final season will trace the ladies of Litchfield as they confront how life in prison has changed them and how it affects their approach to life on the outside. Uh, And we'll do one more story, and then uh, we'll move on. You know what? In fact, we don't even have time for this. Really? Oh, you're teased. It's no big deal. All right. right, Let's do the next one. Will Smith. In fact, it had to do with Will Smith, so we'll just move on to this. Will Smith has big shoes to fill up portraying the genie in a live-action remake of Aladdin. In this clip, he mentions why... He has the spirit within him.
9: The idea behind the genie, sort of how the genie defines love and how the genie defines service, is by helping Aladdin or helping people become the greatest version of themselves. I have that uh, desire to be a genie in my real life. I like, I like how it feels to be able to help people learn and grow and be, become the best version of
2: themselves. Shut the <laughs> up! So now the expanded trailers have come out, and I don't think
3: he looks as creepy as it did in that very first run of trailers. No, and and he looks likable. And so the reviews fall in sort of the mid-level, and I remember they were sort of the same way for Beauty and the Beast, which I love. So I might give this a shot. He is, uh, or Aladdin,
2: is in theaters tomorrow, by the way. So if you want to see it over the holiday weekend, it'll be there for you. Here's the next clip. So the newest trailer for the highly anticipated Toy Story 4 dropped yesterday. Shows viewers more of the new homemade toy Sporky. (laughs) And here, producer Jonas Rivera explains how this unique character fits into the series.
3: This this little toy doesn't know the rules of Toy Story, and that just you know he doesn't know to lie down when the parents come into the room, and so forth. And that just felt like a worthy thing to chase down, and it made us it made us laugh. Just that kids can make something and call it a
4: toy and love it, and that's what makes it a toy. Uh,
2: toy Story four will be in theaters on June twenty. 20- first. Did general. you have a similar uh, toy? Did you ever
3: build a toy that you were a big fan of?
2: I can't remember. I um, built
3: a uh, a doll, like a, a hybrid of G.I. Joe and a few other things. Yeah. yeah and, and I remember I'm loving sure. that.
2: I probably did. And of course you made all kinds of crafts at school and stuff yeah? like that you would take home. But yeah, I made a little puppet one time. Oh, really? Yeah. Quirky. Quirky? That was his name. Aww. That's a good name. Quirky the Clown. Yep, exactly. So, thanks, Steve. Yeah, man. I needed
3: that little, yeah, memory, little memory, memory right?
6: Morning.
2: I forgot about Corky.
3: After we <laughs> learned all that horrible yeah. stuff about ginger snaps.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. I miss you. I need to be alone.
3: <laughs> he touched me here. Oh, my
4: God. <laughs> Yo. Is that what he used Corky for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where did he touch you? We're <laughs> right here where Corky's pee pee is. Jesus.
2: <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know what I'd like to do? I want to give away some Movie Passes, Godzilla, King of Monsters. we got that screening coming up on Tuesday. It'll be, it's an early one, okay? 5 p.m. of the UA Riverview IMAX. Uh, we'll take five callers. We'll give you the passes. 215-263-WMMR. Get on board. Don't forget Archbishop Ryan High School in Northeast Philadelphia. You get to choose who the coolest teacher of the year has been. So text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. One vote per phone number. So get on that and let us know who you think the winner should be. By the way, our coolest teacher from Cherry Hill West was named this morning special education teacher and coach, Mrs. Bridget Garrity Bantle. So we congratulate her. Prize is coming her way. Maybe we'll hear from her at some point this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We are going to have the coach of the St. Louis Blues, former flyer, uh, not only player, but coach as well, Craig Berubey, will be on the program. Jannie Scott will be in our studio today. She has a book out. Amazing yeah. story about her family. And uh, Touray, the comedian, will be on the show. And also we have uh, Lance Reddick from John Wick Chapter 3. So a whole lot to stick around for. We'll be right back.
0: The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
2: Craig Berube, head coach of the St. Louis Blues, former Flyer, is going to be joining us around 8 o'clock. We're going to have Janie Scott in the studio. Two Rays coming by. Lance Reddick from uh, John Wick Chapter 3. A lot happening on today's Huge. And then we take the show on the road tomorrow morning for the official opening of the Jersey Shore. Uh-huh. Uh, Keenan's in North Wildwood. We'll do the live broadcast tomorrow for Eggs with Peg. And uh, should be a spectacle. Always is.
3: <laughs> the amount of planning, uh, it can only go horribly wrong.
2: Yeah, all the things that we have ready to go usually fall apart by yeah. the time we mm-hmm. get there, but we'll see. And we we always, always have a good time. Yes, that's a constant. We can count on that. Uh, I did not know this. I guess uh, Marissa had texted us last night, but I didn't see this. But apparently, Monica Malkpass of 6ABC is retiring or yeah. leaving 6ABC. Do we know? It says retiring? she's
1: decided uh, to move on. Okay. After 31 years. At 6ABC. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
3: She's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, she's great. That's a long run. Yeah. So, uh... Kathy, what you were saying, and I really, I didn't see much of any announcement about it, but that she wants to spend time with her family?
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, they did post it on their, their website, so I, I think it's uh, it seems to be an amicable um, like, Yeah, they're not departure. throwing her out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but her statement said, I've decided to move on, but it's with mixed emotions that I leave after more than 31 years. I have loved being your anchorwoman. This is a wonderful place to live, work, and raise a family. It was certainly a difficult decision to make, but I'm excited to spend more time with my young family while I choose the next great opportunity.
4: I think she might have been my first crush uh, as far as... Um, TV personality? Local no, TV Local, per, TV, local personality. TV personalities are concerned, yeah.
3: I uh, it's a picture of her really young. Yeah. Oh, my she goodness. She
4: adorable.
3: She looks like a teenager. Yeah, but So she, she says she's
1: um, exploring potential national and international opportunities and assessing what is best for her family and her career.
3: Inter- oh, it sounds like she wants to be a secret agent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you right? never know. Is that what she
3: sounds like? That music is one
2: of the first things I told you, you know, the first thing I do is say hello to my Quip Electric Toothbrush. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I, but I have a, a TV in the bathroom and, uh, it's one of the first things that I, I, catch every single morning is that theme song do you make sure your quip can see the tv no okay. that's, well, that's so, very rude very rude. not nice no but i can see the tv from the shower <laughs> um uh, so i do watch uh <laughs> six abc because we're you know we're we're tight with the morning crew over there
3: well we've worked we've worked for uh we had been working for years to get her to come visit the show and i think the first time we managed to pull it off as with every one in in news or anyone who has a career they'd like to hold on to, they're usually reticent to come by sure. the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, but it took a while, and then I think the first time we had her was for the Camp Out for Hunger, yeah.
4: right? Yeah, yeah at the Adams
3: Mark. Uh, it was then, it or? was at the Metroplex, I believe. Oh,
4: okay. Yeah, uh, I have my picture with her. I can't remember what was in the background. So okay, I, I think I think it was Metroplex. Uh, um, is she done? That's it, or did she? Is she? <laughs> Well, no. Meaning, oh, did she already do her yes, last? Yes, she
1: signed off uh, <gasps> last night. No kidding. Well, that's
3: that. That's how correct. rude. <laughs> how rude. How rude. <laughs> Should have done a nice send off. Uh, of I feel robbed then because I was too busy uh, uh, nodding off like a in like an idiot.
2: I remember, we had uh, Dave Roberts on shortly after he had uh, retired. That was very very cool. Uh, and uh, we had Vernon Odom on when he had uh, wait, celebrated wait forty
3: years. What? So Vernon Odom leaves and Monica Malpass leaves. Ooh. You know what that means. Coincidence?
1: <laughs> what does it mean? It
3: means they're going to travel the world together. <laughs> Is that what they're going to do? Yeah. Be international spies? So spies. Yeah,
5: yeah that'd be so cool. Work for the NSA. <laughs> Vernon would uh, occasionally do things that were hilarious. Like he would—he was just subtle funny. And I don't yeah. even think it was ever intentional. But he would just have moments. And, and it, I think it's just something where you get to know these news, news personalities over the years. And you're like, all right. Vernon's got a sense of humor because he's so dry in, in his delivery, but he has his moments. Yeah. I love many that he them. would
1: just read from his notebook. His legal pad. Yeah. yeah. Legal pad. Stare
5: right
3: down at it. Old yeah. school. take a, a, Have the notes written down and, and really delivered. I liked uh, uh, Monica's um, chemistry with Rick Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Solid. Nice. Absolutely.
2: I, I ran into a few months back uh, Shari Williams. Uh, I'd never met her before and I, I totally, she was walking by, I was in an Acme and I go, Shari. Oh <laughs> boy. And I go, I like, oh. looked at him, like, Hey, I was just so shocked to see, him. I'm like, you're the only one I haven't met from there. I said, Hi. She actually wants to come on our show sometime. And I said, well, when we have, why yes, I'll come on your show.
1: Yes, yeah, sure. No, she emailed she was me good? the
2: next day. She oh, really? She emailed me and said, Hey, I'd love to stop by and, and be, she's. Very beautiful. She's a great anchor, and uh, yeah, we can never buy any time. Sure.
3: Well, there you know. we go. Sometimes when you approach well, them at a supermarket, it can get dicey. Thirty-one years. I wonder
2: if I assume you know we get the highest compliment that we get. I think are emails that say, "Hey, you guys are like family to me." Love it. Or you feel like we're we're really close friends. I'm like, well, we that's it. That's what we that's what we want yeah. to connect with the audience like that. And I got to feel that news anchors have the same type uh, of thing, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. they're like, you know, you. they say you're welcoming them into your home. And 6ABC, yeah. I think, uh, has kind of grabbed that the most out of all of the stations. Well,
3: for the year, how many years, you know? And ago, that's
1: one of the reasons why they've sad. been on yeah. so yeah. long.
4: I don't know why and how they do that over 6ABC. Find the people that have, like, that staying power. Right? Well, the
3: people that don't have it are are moved out. I mean, Me? you, you know, you uh, you have to prove yourself. Sure. And then you have people that come in, I mean, you know, that have uh, the, the staying power yeah. and the skill set. That's the hardest thing in the world is to bring someone into a market. Yeah. And, you know, have them click, you yep. know. Sometimes they just don't work with the, with the population or, you know, they have a different vibe or they – it's it's a tough thing to do. My friend. From That's co- why I fails so
6: often.
4: Yeah, my friend from college is a news anchor, and she I don't know where she is now. She was like down maybe Florida, Kentucky, somewhere south of here. I would love to see her up here. I think that would be cool. I Make think, it happen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Monica Melpass went to the University of North Carolina she worked down there for a little bit um and then she came up to Philadelphia she's been here for 31 years but she uh, I didn't know that she has a master's degree from Villanova University that she oh, got in
6: 1999.
3: Nova. Okay. Another Villanova chick. Have they indicated who is going to replace her?
1: No, Do I don't know think about so. That?
3: Do you think it's hard to make the leap from ship anchor to news anchor? Um <laughs> that's a good question seeing right. that one yeah. is not a person. Um, yes. Uh, so I, there yeah. there are there are obvious obstacles. <laughs>
5: Yeah, that's a good.
4: That's a really good question.
3: I, I'm just thinking in in the industry, or do they frown on them? No. Oh, <laughs> I see. Him. Here you worked as a ship anchor,
4: right? And then they don't answer. Right. Listen, it's, an Im- it's a ship anchor. Right? Uh, it's an important role. <laughs> He's cold and removed, <laughs> but
0: grounded. Yeah, very much.
3: Yes, felt. we
2: can't get him out of the seat. No, you, I mean you know you can't. He won't
3: budge. <laughs> I'll be here every night because I weigh 19 tons. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, good luck to you, Monica Malpass. <laughs> Here's your trip. All your further endeavors. There I just thought go. career-wise that'd be a difficult move.
4: But <laughs> <laughs> so we got to get her in. All right, let's work on that. Maybe she but wants to we'll come out go. to Keenan's. Uh, hey, what's oh the name of the God. end theme? What is the name of that? Move closer to your, your world, my friends.
3: friends. Take little,
6: a
2: little
3: bit of time. Bit of time.
2: To <laughs> your
3: world my friends and you' by the way just a quick uh, a side note on that I think mm-hmm. at this point have we not earned uh, three seconds in that opening montage we i asked about that you show ago. every slob eating a piece of pizza they can't show us for a second and actually <laughs> they had uh there there was some interest shown in that and I never followed up
1: on oh, it. really I uh, yeah. see i thought differently. I thought they were like, kind of laughed and they were like, yeah, okay. Do you Mom, know,
3: uh, it's, I heard this and this is probably just gossip, but I heard that that's one of the main reasons Monica Malpass is leaving. Oh, they would not put us put in, put the us in
1: there.
2: No, I talked to Monsal over He's, there and, and said, hey, this was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm like, maybe, you know, do a little shot of us in the studio. He's like, oh, it's not a bad idea. We yeah. should
1: have Nick Murphy do an entire montage of just our show and send it over and say, feel <laughs> free yeah. to use any of these clips.
3: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> show, show you, Kathy, on, on a, like a crab boat, you know. Like, you know, they <laughs> changed that <laughs> with a slay yeah.
2: You know, they changed that on the first day of the new season. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, they yeah, always do. They yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. So when when as soon as it spring rolls around, it's a whole new set. Sure. I wanna yeah.
5: know how long they've been doing it because in nineteen ninety three we had a pep rally in my high school with you a really? giant giant bonfire and our high school made it and it literally lasted Maybe two seconds tops, but wow. it was such an exciting thing for our high school to be in the montage reaction news. You remember this a few years ago, and six
2: ABC did not like it at all, and they yep. put the on it. But it was <laughs> hilarious, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to these wonderful moments of somebody <laughs> yeah. you know uh, uh, handing a soft pretzel to someone, yeah, yeah. or you know uh, the, the the museum steps and everything. It was like car crashes <laughs> <right>. and
6: explosions,
2: <laughs> all being punctuated with the the musical hits in that theme, and it was hilarious. It
6: was awesome.
2: They didn't like it and they they uh they got that yanked I think after Was it Philly centric
5: the one? Oh it, uh, yeah. well no it
2: oh, was
3: it was that. it was all sorts of no it was all sorts of just stock footage okay. but it was it was funny yeah. it was just a house it, blowing up. It was so yeah. hyperkinetic <laughs> but,
4: and I It, it, was it cracked hilarious. us up.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious. So We got in trouble for posting that but Did we? We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah they come. asked us to take it down. We kept it up.
4: We I
1: mean we get in trouble a few times a year. Yeah. That was we're not doing job yes. if you
3: don't. Yeah. Uh,
2: so anyhow, well, uh, best of luck to Monica Malpass, and we'll, we'll put the feelers out and see if we can get her in here sometime in the near future. Uh, also, speaking of ABC, last night, I didn't even realize it was on, and I happened to stumble across it right before it started, was the All in the Family and Jefferson's live performance with uh, Norman Lear and Jimmy Kimmel uh, was hosting it. and yes.
3: Uh, I realized it was on. I sat down to watch it. I saw about a minute and a half, and then woke up about an hour and a half oh later. Did you really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I watched all of the All in the Family and uh, part of the Jeffersons because it was. I was tired and ready to go to bed. The Jeffersons I thought was more fun than the Better? All in the Family episode. Yeah. yeah. And Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Was hilarious as George Jefferson. He was doing all those movements, the walk and and the, right you know, down his head movements and all that stuff. Wanda it, Sykes, right? Was she was okay? She was okay. She was okay as Florence. Yeah. Uh, they act-
3: no, no, she was uh, uh, wheezy. Sorry. Actually, Florence was Florence. They they brought back. No way. I didn't really? get to that part of it. No yes. way. Yeah. They they brought her back. Oh man. Uh, so in fact, well, we have some audio from it in the All in the Family episode. It was Woody Harrelson as Archie. It was Marissa Tomei as Edith. It was Ike Barinholtz as Meathead. He was great. And it was uh, from uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, I'm having a brain fart. Oh, and uh, she played... Kelly Kemper? Yes, she she was. played the Sally Struthers character? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh,
2: cool. Uh, And then you had Lionel, who was... and I believe it was the very first episode of All in the Family that they did. Was it? Word for word.
4: Wow. Yeah, yeah,
3: so they they stuck to the script. They bleeped the N-word. That's my understanding. Oh, my God. They okay. actually said the N-word? Yeah, and yeah. They, because that was said. They were said constantly oh, wow. on the oh, show. On the yeah. show. Oh, my God. And so uh, let's play a little clip. What is this clip of, Steve? So we have, starting from the top, it's Marissa Tomei and Woody Harrelson singing the All, All in the, the Family theme.
2: They did great. Yeah. They did really well. In front of a live audience, and it was live because there was a flub at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Which was funny. Right
10: away,
0: play.
8: Songs that made the hit.
3: Guys like us, we had it made
11: Lows Those were the days And you knew
8: who you were then
4: girls were girls and men were men
8: Mister, we could use,
11: use a man like women women over again
3: <laughs> Didn't need no welfare state
11: Everybody pulled his weight. <laughs> Gee was sour and, and
6: great. Those
2: Marissa Tomei was adorable. In, wow. in I loved that her. Role. I know. I didn't know what I would think of her playing that character. But and
3: she was, was carrying was on the tradition because actually uh, the original Edith um, played Aunt May in the Spider-Man movies as well. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. Gene Stapleton. But
2: it's, they dove, it's interesting to watch that first episode. They dove right into those social themes, ma'am, right off the bat between black and white, men and women. Yeah. And they went right at it, liberal and conservative. It was It was really interesting to catch the
3: theme of that. I used you know? to love the show. Yeah. you never seen anything like it and it was the abc was tiptoeing around it when it first came on mm-hmm. and then it was a huge hit and it yeah. worked because it basically d- it took a mirror preston and turned it around yeah and that's what made it work yeah. it probably did more to help issues than anything just by saying here's what it is
5: yeah Uh, Just going back to that theme song, um, I got goosebumps listening to it. And Marissa Tomei, it takes a lot of talent to uh, sing that well badly. Yeah, yeah. Off key. Off key. I mean, Uh that's not an easy thing to do. And she nailed it. So
3: we have an exchange between Archie, Woody Harrelson, and Jamie Foxx, who was uh, Jefferson, as you said. All right, here we go. At long last, great Jefferson. Who we always reclined across my threshold is into the house, all it up with a flower
9: in his lapel. Is that uh, one of them things they squirt in your eye? No, it's real. I put a fresh one in every day. Yeah, you don't blow money on a fresh flower every no, day. No, I steal one every day from a blind flower girl. Uh, he, he, he's joking, he, George. They don't know you here. No tell ends, them you're joking. You don't have to tell them I'm joking. I will tell them when I am joking. I am joking.
6: <laughs>
2: and he was, the whole time he's kind of like yep. bobbing his head around, you know, like Sherman Helmsley would. <laughs> yeah, that character. yeah, yeah,
3: And it was so great, man. And uh, you you mentioned a flub that occurred. Yeah. And uh, we have it here. Right? All right, here we go.
9: Ever
0: since I was a little boy, I would always beg my mother for a little brother.
9: But you know, we were broke. So all we for all we all, could we, all could, is live. <laughs> He turns to the side and goes, It's live to the audience. Everyone sitting at home just think their TV just messed up.
5: <laughs> All we could afford was you. He's kidding. He's, 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 kidding. he's kidding. Louise, let a black man toast now. Let me toast in this white house. And he had done
2: to reset it after he flubbed he <laughs> he he walked around the room yeah. in, in George Jefferson style and then came back to the scene. It was it was well done actually. Uh, this is, oh, man, um, uh, Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. yeah. I sang the her. Jefferson scene. That gal can <laughs> sing. She, yeah. I love her, too. She's freaking please. amazing. Yep. And she was dressed up in 70s garb and was in the apartment while singing, and, and it was really well done. They have backup singers mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So here's a clip of that. <laughs> so funny because as much as I love her voice and I wanted to hear all of it, I could not help but start singing along with it <laughs> yeah, 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 when yeah. I was I watching it. it. Did we do that for crowd karaoke one year at uh, Keenan's Marissa? Do you remember? Did we do the Jefferson's theme? Maybe not. I, there was some time where we had everybody singing it. It's a classic. I mean, even, even, if you are,
3: even if you're, I don't care what age you are, at some point you've heard that freaking song and heard it a number of times. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, speaking of Florence Preston, it was Marla Gibbs who showed up at the door playing Florence, a role no. that she had played 50 years earlier. And she was one of those standout yeah, roles. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't the main character,
2: but she had so many scene-stealing moments. Tons left. Back in the day. All right, uh, for some reason. Oh, here we go. Let me turn that back up. Back it up, Casey. All right. Thank Boom. you.
12: Miss uh, Jefferson? I'm Florence Johnson. The agency sent me. Oh, yes. Okay, C- come in. This is my husband. How do you do? It's 10 o'clock on the dot. Oh, I believe in being prompt, Mister Jefferson. I always say I ain't got no right to waste time when other folks are paying for it. Mm.
5: See that? She's
12: high.
2: <laughs> uh, that's cool. It was interesting. I was, I was not. I was on the fence at how the whole thing would play off, but it was, it was fun. It was cool. It wasn't, you know, hilarious. But, yeah. Uh, but I did enjoy it. And Will Farrell <laughs> and uh, who played
3: from uh, S- from Scandal? Uh, she's yes. excellent. Uh, I forget her name. Carrie uh, um, Cor- Washington. Yeah, Carrie uh, uh, yeah, Washington.
2: Uh-huh. You know the and and I've forgotten the uh, the name of the couple that lived down the hall the interracial couple
3: right the mother was actually Lenny Kravitz yeah mother, mother. Yes. yeah um, Ro- Roxy Roker I, I'm not sure I think that was her name and the guy I forget the guys
2: but name. it was Tom and um was it the Willis I don't remember anyway they
3: were great it was yeah. uh, so
2: it was a lot of fun uh, so I don't know if they plan on doing anything else like that again sometime but I do like yeah. these I do like these live events this
4: is they, what they're they gonna don't... do press they're they're, they're gonna do Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. Oh, you've heard uh, about this? No, 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 no. I'm oh. just because if this thing was a success, dude, they got A-list celebrities to do well, this. Well, also, yeah. and they the shows
3: right. you're mentioning were done in front of live audiences. Yes. So right. it's it's not inconceivable that they, didn't they, get, they could do
4: it. Yeah, they didn't get Ian Ziering to play R.G. Bunker. I mean, they had Woody Harrell. Right, State right. And, you know? Though
3: like, Ian Ziering would have been a great choice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Brian Austin Green is Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking down barriers yeah, still after all these years. unbelievable. You have a white guy playing Jefferson. Right,
2: exactly. Uh, so no, but I, I, I like the live. Uh, I like the live things. They're not always great, but it's kind of fun to watch and know that they're going without a net. And, as, as far as gimmicks yeah, go, I'm down with it. Yeah, exactly. All right, hey, uh, somebody's on the phone. What? Line, oh. And we want to talk to them because we had met, we have a new coolest teacher uh, school that's voting today, which is Archbishop Ryan in Northeast Philadelphia. But yesterday. We had asked for Cherry Hill West students to text and and tell us who the coolest teacher of the year was. We have them on the phone line. Yes, that's right. So please welcome and let's meet Mrs. Bridget Garrity Bantle this morning. Hello. Is it Mrs. Bantle or Mrs. Garrity Bantle? How do you like to be referred to?
8: They call me Mrs. Garrity.
2: Mrs. Garrity still. Okay. Uh, But we'll call you Bridget. How about that?
8: Okay.
2: That sounds great. Hey, nice to meet you, by the way.
8: To meet
2: you too. Um, you are a special education teacher, and how long have you been at uh, Cherry Hill West? Uh,
8: I've been at Cherry Hill West for 21 years.
2: 21. Well,
3: there you wow. go. There you go. We had
2: actually, uh, Marissa found a video that I guess the high school uh, video production team had done about you. I had a chance to watch about half of it before we started this morning. I guess that came out a year or two ago. And would it would be safe to say that you are a beloved figure at that school. And I know you probably don't want to say, well, yes, I am. Of course I am. But uh, you've got to feel the love from the student body, I would imagine.
8: I do. It's a great place to work.
2: That's cool. All right. So it says here you're a coach besides being a special education teacher. What do you, what do you coach?
8: Well, I was the soccer coach and the basketball coach and I also helped with the lacrosse teams at West wow. but now I'm now I'm a soccer coach at Audubon High School cuz that's where my daughter plays.
3: Okay. That's a ton of and and yeah. do you you have like do you have about like 5 kids I think?
8: I do have 5 kids. Oh my wow. gosh. Oh,
3: the gosh. hell? How do you do it? <laughs> How do you do that and still manage to collect Marvel action figures? Oh wait, that's me. <laughs> 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 No, how do you do it, Bridget? What do you? What do you? Uh,
2: how do you attest to, to being able to have five kids and and do all this other stuff?
8: Well, I have a lot of great people that I work with, and I have a great husband that helps out with everything too.
3: Well, you can admit that he re- he's not doing as much as he could be doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: not. Doing if you as ask
8: much. everybody else, he probably does a lot more than me. Okay, <laughs> well, all what right. Is, what does he do? Um, he's a special education teacher at Audubon High School. Wow, and he coaches as well. You, you guys what, are awesome.
2: I, I tell you what. So I, I see the special education people at work firsthand because I have I have high school students and uh, and I when I when I go to visit the school I'll see, uh, you know these these people that are that are uh, part of their job is is helping out students that need extra help. Yeah, it's amazing. It is. It's incredible. It is. Um, it's not the way it used to be. It has progressed so well over the years. Uh, the attentiveness that certain students need. It's part of the reason why. We started this whole Coolest Teacher of the Year thing was because of my personal experiences and the personal touch that I've seen from uh, teachers over the years. So it's just impressive. I think it's really cool. Have you always wanted to help out other people, Bridget?
8: Always. Yep, yeah. ever since I was younger.
3: Well, it's, it's but, cool. Well, obviously you're loved, and that's very – so are you doing anything for the summer or no?
8: Um, no, we both – both my husband and myself, we take off in the summer and –
3: if I were you, I you and and your husband should just sit in a room and do nothing. Yeah. For a month and a half. <laughs> You've earned it. Yeah.
8: Yep. <laughs> She's down with that. <laughs> all
3: right. Okay. All right, well listen, Bridget, we are going to
2: give you the official precedence, eve, coolest teacher of the year coffee mug and we'll give you a $50 gift card to whatacrockmeals.com. Feed that family of 5 and just all, it's easy to do, so you'll be set up. So congratulations to you.
8: Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. No problem it's Very all,
2: Bridget. Cool. Guys. Yay. This is Garrity at Cherry Hill West, and uh, we now have Archbishop Ryan High School in Northeast Philadelphia. That is up for the task of voting for the coolest teacher of the year. So get on that. Get it to us as soon as you can. A text word teacher followed by the teacher's name to three nine three 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 three. And we'll send a word back to you and we'll uh, no, no, that's a secret text word. We do so many freaking text things that it's hard for me to keep track of all It's a of lot. That. Yeah. Hey, I want to give away some uh, movie passes. We're going to take a break, but I've got King of Monsters, and uh, we can take another five callers. The movie screening is on Tuesday, 5 o'clock at the UA Riverview IMAX. It doesn't open until the 31st, so we'll get you in ahead of time. 215-263-WMMR is the number. I want to go ahead and take a break now because when we return, not only the Bizarre Fowl, we'll, depending timing-wise, uh, but we're supposed to have uh, head coach of the St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube, who's former head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers and a former player of the Flyers as well. Yes. On their way to the Stanley Cup Championships. Cool. Another guy who's, uh, who's you know, spent time here in Philly that's uh, going to be basking in the glory, hopefully. Yeah, in a way it's like the Flyers are in this <laughs> <exit. laughs> Kind of like it. Yeah. You know, with the jacks, the, uh-huh. the bar and everything. In, and a in a way. In a way. Uh-huh. And, like I said, we'll take it any way we can get it. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment. You stay with us now. you hear?
11: Our next MM Archive session features Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings visiting the station prior to their TLA concert on Thursday, May 30th. It's another in our series of our Close Encounters of the Rock kind, hosted by Pierre Robert. If you'd like to attend, listen to Pierre's show to win an invitation to join us for the MM Archive session with Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings. From your up close and personal station, 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
2: Let's do the Bizarre File and then have a guest on the show. Now,
11: bizarre.
0: WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre. bizarre. File. file. All right, we will begin in
2: Pittsburgh. Uh, University of Pittsburgh police I believe a 28-year-old woman released bear spray inside a University of Pittsburgh building on Monday, sickening six people. That's sick. Th- thick. Uh, uh,
3: that's uh, potent stuff.
2: Yeah. Mary C. Sigert was charged with risking catastrophe and simple assault. Police mm, believe that. Smells like victory. That she went into the Eureka building Monday and released one can of bear spray. Witnesses said Ms. Seigert came into the building and asked several questions about the technology center before abruptly leaving and running down the street to catch a bus. Moments after she left, those inside the Eureka building began experiencing symptoms of being exposed to pepper spray, including difficulty breathing. The building was evacuated. Six people received treatment at the scene, and officers used surveillance video and canvassing to track down Ms. Seigert. Uh, They found her walking. She was carrying two eight-ounce cans of Grizzly Tough Bear Spray Counter Assault. Oh, she went big. One spent can... Was hidden in a ripped seam of her jacket, while the other was still in its original packaging in her backpack. She told police that she usually carried pepper spray, but said it sometimes goes off unintentionally.
3: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, when you need to discharge it that way, when it comes out, bear spray doesn't it come out in like a stream, like a straight stream? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you want to target the yeah. bear, almost yeah.
2: like silly string. It goes pretty far. Oh, really? Well, I mean, like like, like,
3: a, like I, I've always seen it like a wasp spray when you're hitting a nest that like a real oh. concentrated stream. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize though that you could pick the bear you wanted to repel because this was for a grizzly bear. Is, do they have them for Panda? Uh, the, no, he, it's, it's not Grizzly Bear. It's Grizzly Tough. Oh, I'm sorry. Bear spray. So it's just... Yes, I have a Kodiak bear problem, and I see you're out of Kodiak bear repellent.
2: Uh, officers, <laughs> however, noted that she did not have any bear spray on her clothing or backpack. She, she, she had said she may have bumped it, but uh, she was charged with six counts of simple assault in that. <laughs> uh, a convicted felon accidentally shot himself in the genitals at an oh. apartment. And his problems didn't stop there. This guy was having a bad day. Cameron <laughs> Jeffrey Wilson had a pistol tucked into his front pocket when. Stop the, doing that. When the gun discharged, sending a bullet through his testicles and then into his thigh, but instead of heading directly to the hospital, Wilson instructed his girlfriend to first drive to Lincoln Park, where he gave the pistol to a friend, a thirteen-time convicted felon. Oh, there you go. It is illegal for Wilson to possess a firearm, as doctors. Can we th- take a little side trip here? <laughs> As doctors and nurses performed surgery at Cedar Washington Hospital, a balloon containing marijuana slipped out of his anus.
6: Oh, my right. God.
3: <laughs> I'm just having a heck of a day. First, I shot myself in the balls, and now a pot has slipped out of my butt. Uh, sheriff's
2: detectives were notified that Wilson had suffered a gunshot wound and then responded to the hospital. They searched the car and found a bag of methamphetamine inside a pair of blood-stained jeans. That he'd taken off before entering the hospital, and my inspection sticker's overdue. Uh, detectives declined to arrest Wilson at the hospital, and instead issued an arrest warrant on suspicion of second-degree felony possession of firearm and unlawful possession. Of meth. Wilson turned himself in, <laughs> and during a strip search there, another balloon of marijuana <laughs> slipped out of his butt. Wow. Wow. This student needs to find a new stash place because he apparently it's, can't keep it in there. It's just not good enough. Uh, he was arrested and then charged with possession of a controlled substance in a correctional facility. Well,
3: apparently now he has a new hole in his testicles, so he oh, may want to yeah, use that. Yeah, he could stash it there. Yeah.
2: Uh, the people in uh, a town in northern India took to the streets to demand action after a monkey went on a rampage through the town, attacking and biting residents in a nine-day reign of terror. One victim, a 60-year-old man, later succumbed to his injuries and died. The monkey killed someone. Uh, The fact no anti-rabies treatments are available at the local hospital has further angered the townspeople. They have issues with these monkeys all the time. Yeah, Yeah, the protesters blocked traffic, causing major disruption, which stirred police in action. Uh, They also laid the deceased man's body in the street. I guess, to help protest. We'll keep
3: going crazy until we get the right to vote.
2: Uh, The monkeys aren't having it. No, they're not having it. Uh, Police promised the townsfolk's uh, immediate action, which resulted in the lifting of a blockade. Rabies medication was rushed to the area and three-hour search by forest ranger's uh, resulted in the capture of a monkey that is thought to be the killer. So, wh- whatever you think about your life, just celebrate the fact that you don't have to deal with
3: daily monkey attacks.
2: Uh, this incident comes just a week after another Indian monkey took a bank worker hostage <laughs> in wow. a bizarre video. What? Uh, the incident happened at the Axis Bank in Nirman Vihar. The customers watched... Let her go
3: and we'll give you bananas. A
2: local said the customers watched this incident with amusement and they laughed at the action of the monkey.
3: Was the monkey... Did the monkey have the, the, the teller and a half Nelson? No, the...
2: but the story ends with this line. It says he also tried to hump the worker's head a few times. <laughs> oh, my God. For leaving.
3: Dang.
4: That's just adding insult That's to injury. That's rude. That
3: is rude.
4: Man. You know, their bones are so dense. If you recall, there was a... Um, a, a last year, two years ago, that... There was a monkey on a high-power wire. And Do I ever. Way, way, way up there, and they were trying to get him down. He ended up jumping. This thing would have killed any human. Yeah. And he jumped off of this thing, landed to the tumble, and then took off. Yeah. We drink a lot of milk. Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. And then one last story, and we have to uh, get to our guest. Dog owner Rosie Brown from California recently hired Casey Bringle to walk and sit her dogs via uh, the app called WAG. Uh, a doggy cam in the kitchen, however, revealed that Brangle and a strange man in Brown's bedroom were together and also that Brangle's parents had visited the apartment. Footage also shows Brangle sitting on their couch naked and yelling at the dogs. So not only was she uh, not watching the dog, she was having sex with her boyfriend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brangle told a reporter, though, that nothing happened in the bedroom, oh. and she was naked on the couch simply because she got hot.
3: Don't but, you think it's implied if ever someone hires you to do any sort of sitting at their home, they want you to walk around naked and sit on their furniture? Of course. Uh, but no, WAG
2: has a suspended Brangle as well as refunded Brown, and they offered to pay it for any cleaning services and a locksmith <laughs> as well to take care <laughs> yeah. of all that. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Uh, I can't believe we got this guest on the line. Mm-hmm. He is headed to the Stanley Cup Championship Series, which I believe is to start on Monday. Starts on Memorial
5: Day on Monday, yeah. Uh,
2: and he's got this song to thank.
5: <laughs> Not really.
2: I mean, it's definitely been it's definitely been a part of the St. Louis Blues' success. And we had uh, Mikey on yesterday from Jack's NYB that uh, that got this whole Gloria thing started. And by the way. Of course, you guys know I'm originally from St. Louis. Yes. I, I got I don't know how many texts yesterday <laughs> saying, dude, this is bar in Philly. <laughs> <and> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you heard about him like I know yeah. we had the guys on and so on and so forth. Uh, but anyhow, uh, we have Philadelphia ties not only there, but also in the head coach of the St. Louis Blues, former coach of the Flyers and player for the Flyers. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Craig Berube yeah. is on the show this morning. Hey, coach, how you doing?
10: Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on.
2: Of course, man. Well, congratulations first and foremost. It's it's got to feel amazing, right?
10: Yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, you know, from it's you know it's been a long year, and you know I think our guys, uh, you know, they've been really dialed in for quite some time now. And then you get to this, you know, it's still not over yet. You know, still some work to do, but uh, yeah. we're definitely excited and. Guys are doing
3: well. Talk about a season that that represents the ultimate dichotomy. You know, things are not looking good at the beginning, and then you just go off on this tear. And, uh, you know, at what point did everyone start to look at each other and go, are are we really doing this? Because it it just sort of, you know, it just you went from zero to 60.
10: Yeah, it it took a little while. But, I mean, obviously, I think the new faces we got in our team and, you know, just – it took some time to get that all to gel together. And I think once that happened, and you know, we figured everything out and got people in their places and where they fit in and their roles. And we started to really get going as a team. And uh, obviously Bennington coming in, with the goaltending, Yeah, you know, now we started to feel real good and we started to really, you know, look like a real good team. And, you know, you're just wondering if it was too late, you know, cause you had to really win a lot of games. Yeah. This league is so tough. Like, yeah. There's so many good teams. It's hard, you know, and you got to catch so many teams. But we just went on that roll, and I think we won 11 in a row. And and uh, once you, once you win 11 in a row, and you lose one, then you wonder, well, is that it? Are we gonna, <laughs> yeah. You know, what are we gonna What are we gonna do now? But you know, we we ended up just we just kept rolling, like. Just kept winning, and and guys did a great job. No question, you you there.
2: get you get a hot goaltender, and 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 you're, you're going to have a good shot at doing well. But you got to score goals too. So that yeah. w- was his performance. Did it kind of light a fire under under the guys under the skaters out there as well, and 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 kind of motivate them?
10: Uh yeah, I do, well, it gives a confidence for sure yeah. uh, in your play, and uh, the you know the guys obviously fed off of that that. Uh, per- his performing yeah. the way he was and confidence. And uh, we got a lot of good players that, uh, you know, can, and can, can score. And I think what we did, too, is uh, we used, everybody was used and everybody produced and helped. It wasn't just two lines and a couple defensemen. Everybody was involved. Everybody was used, and that's still going on. That's how we do things. And we're getting production from everybody, yeah. which is really important.
5: I don't know if you uh, you've answered this question a million times, but it's probably one of the first times you've asked it and uh, been asked it and answered in, in a Philadelphia market. Um, the hand pass that happened in overtime uh, in uh, the the series against the Sharks um, should have stopped the game, and it, it shouldn't have been a game winning goal for them. Uh, it ended up happening; they didn't overturn the call. Um, how did you guys use that moment to um, to rally to not play poorly afterwards to to win three games in a row? What was that like in the locker room after really a blown call by the officials?
10: Yeah, you know, we were, I think, (laughs) I think, uh, honestly, we're, we're more upset about letting them back in that game. We were clearly in control in that game and they ended up tying it late. So, I mean, it went into overtime and then we, you know, we lose in a hand pass. So for me, you know, for me, we lost that game before that. And I think our players felt the same thing. And we walked, we went in the locker room. We just talked for a minute about, listen, we don't need to bring it up. We don't need to talk about it, really. We just need to let it go and get ready for game four. And I think the players did that. They really did. And, you know, that was just our conversation with those guys. And, you know, we didn't say anything really to the media about it or anything. We just let it go. And, you know, I think that the guys really believed that we were going to win this series and we're a better. We're the better team.
2: Yeah. Hey, and uh, Craig, in, in looking at your bio, I don't think I've seen the words interim head coach come up more <laughs> Uh, which, which is kind of interesting, you know, hey, we're going to let you, we're going to try you out, you know, let's just see how you do. So having been in that position a few times and now headed to the, uh, uh, to the Stanley Cup, does it, uh, do you feel a little vindicated?
10: Yeah. I mean, I, I just, uh, I'm happy for, I'm really happy for the team and, you know, just all of it, the organization, the fan base here and everything. It's, uh, you know, they, they've, uh, they got a real good fan base here. And, um, you know, the organization is awesome. So, and the players, you know, the players, you know, for me, I just feel real happy for them, the situation that they're in now chance to, to, uh, win the cup and and to play for it. So, you know, I'm just happy for all those guys and obviously myself too. Like I love coaching. I love coaching these guys. And so far it's been a real good uh, season and uh, a lot of fun. And just looking forward to, you know, playing for the
2: cup in the, in the finals here. I, I wish it was for here. That'd be great. But I did <laughs> I did grow up in St. Louis, so I, I have local yeah. ties, and, and I've always been a St. Louis Blues fan, first and foremost. Oh. I know Flyers fans are going to hate hearing no, that. Yeah, no, but no, it's all right. But uh, my, one of my good friends, Chet, texted me, and he wanted me to let you know that he cried the other night. Uh, so it does affect the, uh, the the fan base there, and uh, and you've made a, a huge impact. And he had, he wanted me to let you know that uh, you know there's two reasons that they're in the cup: Bennington and because of you. So I know you've been embraced uh, by by that fan base now, and uh, that's got to feel great as well.
10: Oh, well, it does for sure. And uh, you you know they have embraced me, and I feel it feels great. And you know I'm just I, I like it. It's a great place here, like I said. You know, I love you know the organization and working here, and uh, like I said, the fan base is remarkable, and they've been behind us all year, and it's pretty cool to see. You know, um, you know how happy the city is and the people and everything, and yeah. it's, it's oh, pretty cool to and, see.
2: And my mom's name is Gloria, by the way. Oh. There you go. So, <laughs> so you owe I feel
3: Preston's
10: mother somewhat <laughs> responsible. What do you think of that whole sensation,
2: the the music, the song, and all this?
10: Well, it's pretty cool how it came up, and I didn't really know. First. Yeah some time how it all became
2: <laughs> happening it
10: was pretty funny it's from philadelphia and stuff like that but uh, yeah hey, so,
2: awesome. so you're like ah these boys are here listening to this stupid song again <laughs> in the locker room i don't I'm know start, what it's all about
10: i'm starting to like it a little bit <laughs>
3: listen it could have been worse it could have been the thong song by cisco so he ended up winning so with, with the association with you know the connections to the flyers here would it be safe to say that that if you do in fact win the stanley cup that in essence, the Flyers have won the
1: Stanley <laughs> 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 He's just laughing. He's, just, he's just not. He's, not, he's not buying that,
4: is well, he? No. I, I, I find it funny that everybody sort of glosses over the fact that these guys were partying at a bar in Philadelphia till the wee hours of the morning <laughs> on a, on, you know, essentially a game night, and uh, you know that part of it never comes up. <laughs> so maybe that's it why. Maybe that's why you didn't hear about it right away, Coach. <laughs> They were in by
10: curfew, guys. Okay. Okay.
3: Well, listen, you may need to change your your training and have an open
5: bar at the Skate Around. (laughs) Coach, I want to know if you're a a superstitious hockey person.
10: Well, you know, just routine more than superstitious. I I wouldn't say I'm a superstitious guy. Okay. That Uh, way, I just, you know, I got routines and I follow them and. You know, I just, I like my routine. Uh, what what happened with the Western
5: Conference Trophy when you guys, uh, when you won the other night? Did, do people touch it? Do they not touch it? How did the team handle that? They didn't touch it. Okay. No. And, and um, is, is it okay it. to ask about the Stanley Cup now, or do I have to wait for a week or two to ask? Because the reason I'm bringing it up is, if you win the Stanley Cup, will you bring it into our studios? Ooh.
10: I'd have to see. Like, I don't know how that all works. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we still got, like I said, we got a lot of work to do yet. We're gonna we're playing a good team, obviously, and you know it'll be a tough goal.
4: Yeah, I, and I, you know the Stanley Cup playoffs um, are like no other postseason that that I can think of. It. and and so like you have a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning who basically they, they tied a record for most amount of games won in right. a season, and you know had 127 points at the end of the regular season. And then got swept in the first round, and and that is crazy. And then you have a team like uh, the Blues, who were you know the last place team in in January, and and obviously you want to um, you want to be hot towards the end of the season. So mm-hmm. you know it you know anything can happen right about now.
10: Well, the league's tight; it's a lot of parity. Like I said, you know a team like Tampa Bay, and then you know they get beat in the first round four straight. It just happens, Yeah. like. There's, every team is so competitive and you know and good players you know there's, you don't get off to a good start a lot of times teams at the beginning of the year and you're battling you're battling all year then to catch up because you have to because that's just the way it is yeah um, and you're you know you're going into the playoffs and you've been battling for quite some time so you're you're really used to the battle and and what's needed to win and win win and kind of a playoff atmosphere you're playing in a put we're playing playoff atmosphere for you know a month and a half straight but well it's serving you well well yeah Craig what, what's it
2: like uh at this point because it's so late into the season which is a great thing but physically and you know from being a player you're being held together by duct tape and shoestrings <laughs> I mean the you hockey players play so hard That it's just you got to be. Even though you're you're mentally and physically or mentally fired up for it, physically can be a bit rough, right?
10: Well, it can be for sure. Uh, You know, we got some days here to uh, rest up before we get going again, which is good. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, you're fired up all the time. I mean, you just battle through the the physical part of that stuff. You know, mentally, I think you know you're tuned in. Obviously. You know, and understand the situation, so you fight through it. But the physical part, yeah, there's you know, injuries are all obviously a part of it. Everybody's pretty pretty banged up this time of year, but they just battle through it. They do.
2: Hey, have you had Emos Pizza
10: yet out there yet? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not uh-huh. <laughs>
3: That's not the answer he wanted. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> you had to grow up
2: with it. It's awesome. It's like it's like flatbread. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it, it is exactly it's, right. It's, it's thin and crispy and really, really creamy. But anyway, but you are uh, off season. You still live here, right, Craig?
10: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. There you yeah.
1: go. You're out in Bucks yeah. County, right?
10: Yep, yeah, I am. What's your what's there. your address? What's your, address? <laughs> your exact home uh, uh, yeah I like yeah you know, I've always liked that area of Philadelphia and you know I you know I've you know a lot of ties there I've obviously played there and coached yeah. there and been there for a number of years. Well, they call uh, it Little Saint Louis. It's a great great city.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, it's awesome.
2: Well, listen, we're we're happy for you. We're excited that there is this phil at least I am this Philadelphia connection to uh, a team that that is in the show and and we'll see how it goes. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. There's... I got
10: a, I got a question for you guys. I want to know when you're booking Elvis. <laughs> booking oh, Elvis, oh, Derek's son. Oh my uh, God, yes, <laughs> Derek, yeah, yeah. Derek Suttermeyer. We yeah, the trainer of of the Flyers. Right. His
2: kid. Have you seen those videos of him?
10: Oh yeah, he sends it to me, Derek, and stuff. <laughs> That's oh my great. God.
3: Uh, yeah, he's he's, he's poised home. to be a rock star.
10: Yeah, absolutely. He's
5: ready. Yeah, yeah, he's four definitely. years old, but we'll we'll get him in here
2: soon. We'll we'll have to get him up for a right. performance for sure.
5: And Derek says uh, that your nickname for some reason is Big Boy. I, everybody here knows you as Chief, but uh, Derek calls you Big Boy.
7: <laughs> he, he likes to call me that. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure it's that. genital based. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God!
10: <laughs> oh. Well, we'll let that remain <laughs> a mystery. <All> right. <laughs> good, uh,
2: luck, coach. good good luck in the finals, uh, coach. Thanks, we wish you the best. All right, Craig Baruby. Okay.
6: Yeah.
3: This song, yeah. and, and by the way, you can hate it all you want, but yeah. once you hear it, it is stuck Yesterday in your mind.
2: after we spoke to Mikey down there at Jack's, and we played this when we yeah. had him on, oh, at any given time, you'd hear somebody going, Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: It's And it, you only know the one
4: lyric, at least I do, It's yeah. is Gloria. And then, calling Gloria all right, well, what part does it... Uh, there's a part of the song where it says, uh, i talking Preston, Elliot. Oh, it does? No, well, it sounds like it sounds Elliot. Like or do they say Elliot? Is Elliot part of the lyrics?
13: I don't know. Or is it Alias? Well, it's oh, it's yes.
4: probably Alias. I think I it's your Or Elliot Ness. Maybe. <laughs> a
3: throwback to the, <laughs> the G-Man <man laughs> who took down Al Capone. Al Capone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the song seems to be all about the Chicago mob scene. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a song about uh, Prohibition.
4: I think they that's got so the helpful. alias,
2: Gloria. Okay. All right, so you thought that was Preston uh yeah. no. Gloria. All right, uh, that's that. We got to take a break because uh, we have more guests who are going to be on the program this morning. Janie Scott is stopping by. Two Ray is going to be on the program as well as Lance Riddick, who stars in John Wick Chapter 3. So a lot to get to. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, live broadcast, oh, Keenan's Irish Pub, official opening of the Jersey Shore. And uh, hopefully you can join us. If not in person, we'll be on the radio. You know where to find us. We'll be Diamond.
7: Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there.
3: Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers.
7: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
2: Our next guest in the studio's family has been a part of the Philadelphia Gentry for quite a long time. Uh, and there's a new book that, it is out, that is out, and it is called The Beneficiary, Fortune, Misfortune, and the Story of My Father. It's available everywhere now. Please welcome to our studio, Miss Janny Scott. Yes. yes. Here. It's great to be here. Wonderful to see you, Janny. Thanks for coming in this morning.
5: Nick, when, when did this first come on your radar? Because you booked uh, Janny to be here today. So I saw the book came out a month or two ago, and I was interested in it because of the Philadelphia connections. And then accidentally and completely coincidentally, I ended up wandering around the, the grounds where she grew up and uh, that's probably <laughs> illegal and so i apologize uh, but this estate outside of uh, radnor pennsylvania is called Ardrossan, and it's this amazing incredible piece of land and then i started putting the dots together and uh, realized the connection to the movie the philadelphia story which came out in 1940 and that basically jenny uh, was the story of your grandmother right
12: well that's that's what was often said um, the play was written by philip barry who was a friend of my grandfather's he came to the place this this was the time was an 800 acre estate uh you know half hour outside of uh the fourth largest city in the country um and he wrote the play and dedicated it to my grandparents and in the decades after that it came to be said that my grandmother was the model for tracy lord the spoiled mainline heiress who's who gets her comeuppance in the play and then the movie um whether it was actually based on her is not entirely clear. She developed a certain celebrity around here uh, for that. And when she died, uh, her obituary was stripped across the top of the front page of the Philadelphia Inquirer. So it may it, there were chari- quali- some qualities in that character like her, but it was probably based more on Catherine Hepburn. And
5: when she passed away, it was massive headline news, especially in Philadelphia. I mean, she was a, a fixture in this city and, um, and deserved the recognition that she got at her passing.
12: Yes, she was an extremely charismatic uh, person with a um, racy sense of humor, an amazing horsewoman. Uh, she was said to have once bought a horse for a tin of caviar and a dirty joke every week for a
0: year.
3: <laughs> so uh, doing some research on, on her and uh, apparently she would relay these stories um, of hanging with people like uh, Josephine Baker and the, the Duke of Windsor and uh, Winston Churchill And sort of cast off these mentions of these incredible, the store club, these incredibly historical locations and people. And I mean, the repository of. I hope many of these stories were were chronicled because it just sounds like there's nine books in what. She could have told just casually at a, at a cocktail party. It's
12: true. She, she wasn't a name dropper, but she loved telling funny stories. And the funny stories often involved making fun of herself, which I thought was a particularly admirable quality.
3: Self-deprecation. And we've said it on the show many times. It, that is the most disarming and, I think, wonderful attribute for
12: someone I to have. Agree more. Yeah.
3: So this was your paternal
12: grandmother? Exactly. So
2: your father's mother. That's right. Uh, but the book focuses on your, your dad and your relationship with him?
12: Well, it... I started out just interested in writing about the place that Nick described. This this um, extraordinary estate that was built in the early twentieth century, when there at a time when there were a lot of such places on the main line. This one survived from one gilded age to the next, all through the twentieth century, and basically intact to the cusp of the twenty first century.
3: No small feat. Yeah. No,
12: not at all. And and some of it had to do with my grandmother. Actually, yeah. just the whole reputation that she developed, but. The, I wanted to write about that place and the inception of it because I wanted to understand it, having grown up there. Um, but but increasingly it did become the story became more and more about my father.
3: And it, it cha- so it changed in tone, but ab- about uh, it's pronounced Ardrossan. Ardrossan. Right. Uh, and so, I, you know, I I I, uh, I have to confess, it's, I'm a big fan of F. Scott Fitzgerald and, and uh, you know, the story of, of the wealthy and vast wealth and a wealth of, of this level. But there was a description of the creation of, of the of the estate. And um, I guess to block the view of another house that was going up, basically a forest was built. Can <laughs> that was you, the plan. Can you describe exactly? And, and I was reading a quote that actually caught my eye. It said, it's just what God would have done if he had the money. <laughs> <laughs>
12: yes. That was a line uh, about what Moss Hart did on his place. But yes, very similar. I mean, I was—I went through all the papers uh, having to do with the construction of this place, which happened to be preserved in this house. No one had really been looking at them. They just kind of dumped there and left. And the bi- all the bills showed... An amazing thing to me, this landscape that I had always imagined as a child was completely natural and been there since time immemorial. No. Had been created by the the ego and ambition and imagination of my great-grandfather, Robert Leeming Montgomery. And yes, he transformed the landscape. He built this forest when he was offended by the sight of a house <laughs> going up within his view. Built a forest. <laughs> That was that, the plan. Yes. So so
3: the, and you 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 actually there's a list of the amount of plants and and the wide variety of plants. So my wife and I are, are you know we getting a little sod and a couple of plants at the house. <laughs> this this cost more, I'm sure. Yeah,
12: but there's it's things it, like you know a thousand rhododendron <laughs> arriving oh, on Tuesday. Gosh. I yeah. mean, but full full trees coming in.
3: Uh, 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 you know, so so how long a process was that? Because we I would have assumed naturally that that was the natural forest that was there,
12: but not so. Precisely. Precisely. That's exactly how I felt. I I don't know how long the process was. I mean, I think it went on over about a 40-year period. He he acquired the original piece of land in about uh, 1911, built this 50-room house, uh, which has been, you know, compared to the American Downton Abbey yeah. uh, on this original plot, then annex, annexed all sorts of farms around him, acquiring ultimately, as I said, eight 800 acres spanning four unincorporated communities Wow! with, uh, you know, stone, old stone farmhouses in which he had stalled the whole next gen, many of the next generation. They then put their children in there and even some of their children's children. So so it was
3: not a not a, for lack of a better term, a, a family compound, you know, uh, take Hyannisport and, and- Times a thousand, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. uh, it's, wow. it's it's a staggering thing. You're you're a a, 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 um, a, a, a long time journalist and a, a award winning journalist, and, you know, New York Times writer from for many years. Um, you you have the abilities to obviously do uh, investigative journalism and and go through archives and so on and so forth. And as you're going through this and as you're assembling this story, which you say started with with the estate and then moved on to your family, you were left with some decisions about how. As things started to reveal themselves to you, where you took the story, because it's your family, and you have, of course, allegiance to family members, and what you would reveal and what you wouldn't. How did you, how did you hash that out?
12: Uh, well, yes, it's true. Uh, the deeper I got into the story, the more complicated it became. Um, some people would say the darker it became. Uh, At that point, you're, you know, years into your work and you've got to make a decision. Do I want to risk offending and hurting my family? Uh, Do I uh, want to sanitize this, uh, which doesn't feel what I would do as a journalist? Right. uh, Or do I just immerse myself more deeply and try to do justice to the sort of human complexity of the story, which, of course, is the the route i chose uh i definitely left some things out uh, but i feel uh, it's not a it's not a propaganda tract it's a story about the about human complication and it t- touches on all sorts of things suicide and addiction yeah. and um you know uh but and yet in the in the Overall, I would say there's many very appealing, funny aspects to the book. It's full of humor uh, because the family was very funny in a lot of ways. (laughs) So I find it, uh, you know, I did have to make some some tough decisions. And I spent a lot of time awake at night worrying about the impact of what I was about to do. Um, No doubt. But I'm I'm hoping that it, so far, my family seems to have received it quite well.
5: I haven't finished reading the book yet, but it's a remarkable story that... um, for the amount of wealth and the amount of land and the, and the history within the main line of Philadelphia which is you know one of the great wealth centers of our country uh, how relatable the stories of your family are to to anyone and you talk a little bit about you talk a lot about your father's relationship with your mother they got divorced later in life uh and that monogamy was just sort of um something that wasn't adhered to did, did you get to know your father better through these letters and and in, if so did you um grow to uh, um have a distaste for his uh, his actions in life
12: no no I I was fascinated by my father from very young age and adored him and uh, what happened in the course of this book process was I he had promised me he had offered me as when I was in my 20s his Diaries when he died and because I was so interested to in him I was absolutely thrilled but I stunned and i said well why me and he said you're the writer and that was the end of the conversation and we never discussed it again because i was afraid he would withdraw the offer if i brought it up so i did finally find the diaries uh actually i was in the middle of the third chapter of the book i had tried to find them before and hadn't
5: after his passing
12: exactly and um it was a remarkable discovery. They were locked in a wooden chest in the uh, far corner of the house that he had moved out of 20 years earlier. Wow. uh, With the the padlock set to one digit off the phone number, which, of course, was the combination we always used. So it wasn't very difficult to figure out how to get in. (laughs) And when I opened it, there were 40 years worth of diaries in identical black three-ring binders, in my opinion, waiting to be discovered. So, yes, I got to know him very differently, not... It wasn't full of shocking surprises, but it explained so much about the things that I had found mysterious. So uh, I actually ended up at the end of this process with a lot more empathy for my father because I saw how much he had wrestled with things that he hadn't conceded to us. Uh, things like his alcoholism, uh, which depression and depression. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, if you're just tuning in, Janie Scott is here. Our book is called The Beneficiary. Um, and I, I was curious, you know, because a lot of us, when, when it comes to vast wealth and, and uh, families that have uh, a long history with that, um, a lot of what we get from it we see in movies or books and so on. And, uh, for example, like uh, Game of Thrones or Crazy Rich Agents, these are, you know, uh, these both center around people that have wealth and power.
3: Great Poupon commercials. Great Poupon commercials,
6: <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> One of the main themes is making sure that the line is carried on, the family line, uh, that the um, all the resources and all the all the wealth is handled properly, and a lot of pressure that's put on the younger end to make sure that they do indeed fall into the right group of people, end up with the the person of a proper stature uh, to carry that on. And I'm sure that your family was was filled with that with that type of thing. Were these the pressures? I mean, I, by the time it's gotten to generations now, I think things have changed a little bit, except for Crazy Rich Asians, which is a <laughs> yeah, current film. Uh, but is there any any touched on in, in the book about that or did your father fa- face those kind of pressures?
12: Absolutely. In my father's generation, which was the third generation, there was an expectation that you would live on that place. And, you know, along with that came a lot of benefits. Uh, you might get a job in a firm, a, fa- a law firm, as my father did, that had been started by his great uncle. You might get a job in the stock brokerage that had been started by his grandfather and father. Um It wasn't, you know, full employment for everyone, but it was a pretty nice life. And you you had a house, which under the terms of the family would be your rent, which was tiny, would be paid by the previous generation. So there were a lot of incentives and there was a feeling that if the family would stay on the place, it would help the place remain intact, which it did. And it would also help the family remain intact. By my generation, I think that was Dissipating, And very few of us ended up living there. And my father never put pressure on us. But the thing I discovered from his diaries was that he saw in the 20s, uh, in his 20s, when he had moved there right after law school, actually moved there right after college, gone to the law school that his family had gone to and lived in a house on the place and married just the right woman. He saw that he had made all these decisions that were not necessarily making him happy. Ah, okay. and, By and the, the way, and that, and, I
2: want to point out the place is the family nickname for the estate.
12: That's right. <laughs> yes, uh, using the most mundane term yeah, possible. Right? Right? I love that though. Of, yeah. But that's, yeah,
3: that's, that's, that's in true to what uh, reading about your, your father is that he – he he he, um, he had issues of 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 a perception of self and he was not he was not a braggart or he was not you know, he was he was he seemed to um, he tried to diminute himself a lot. You, you, yes, correct.
12: Yes. Often in humorous ways. Yeah. Getting back to the notion of self-deprecating humor. Uh, but he actually felt those things. And that's that, and that was, what you, was you, revealed in the diaries, this extreme sensitivity, uh, which he had to cover with the. Uh, demeanor of an extremely jovial, gregarious public person, who he was in Philadelphia. He made enormous contributions in the city by living this kind of public life. Uh, at the same time, wrestling with these interior demons that uh, it's were such, really. Not- I'm sorry, it's such a classic
3: thing. It's such it's such a classic part of our perception of of. Well, they have everything. How can they be sad? And that's that's part of it. Now you have the the two the two families, which are the Montgomerys and the Scots, Correct. That's right. Montgomerys were uh, bankers. Yep. And the Scots came from the railroad that's side. Right. And at one point, um, uh, the um, uh, the uh, was it the, the 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 railroad company was the largest. The who, the, the the patriarch was the mogul of the family. I'm sorry, I remember brain fart. But but controlled that part of the family. It was the largest. Um, business in the country for a while, was it not?
12: I think it was the most profitable corporation in North America. It's staggering. In the late 19th century and the largest freight carrier in the world. In the world
3: at that time. And so, you know, you you think about in 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 relation to today and and. Again, you know, for example, box office receipts, they'll adjust them to the time period or whatever. Think about that kind of power and that kind of wealth, even with all that you've been um, experiencing throughout your life, that still has to blow you away as well.
12: Yeah, well, uh, one of the things I began thinking about in working on this is the way money is made today. And it's not all that different from the way it was made by my great-grandfather, certainly in finance and also in you know newer industries now like social media or right. Internet-based industries. People are making gobs of money, and they're doing very similar things to what my great-grandparents did, building huge houses, hiring the kind of go-to architect to the plutocrats of the day, uh, you know, buying other houses elsewhere – creating family compounds and attempting, as Preston said, to sort of project their influence over subsequent generations. So I was very struck by the fact that these decisions that influenced my father's life, decisions made by previous generations, similar kinds of decisions are being made now for people who are not yet born. Yeah,
5: yeah, it's there fascinating. Was, there were these normal aspects of your life or normal to, to other people where your father would take SEPTA into the city every day for work, right? mm mm-hmm. And... Uh, what was it like growing up at a place like Ardrossan, you know, mm. this 800-acre estate? For you, it must have just been
12: childhood. Uh, yeah, I spent the first 14 years of my life there, and then we moved to England. because was my father's job. Um, it was, you know, idyllic. Uh, we had this vast area in which we could roam utterly freely. Um, I confess we had horses, and there were tennis courts, and there was this amazing swimming pool in the woods. Um, and, of course, being children, we didn't understand quite how bizarre the whole thing was. Uh, We were surrounded by a wonderful cast of characters, not just my charismatic grandmother and her... wannabe playwright husband, and <laughs> uh, but also all the people who worked on the place. You know, lots of Irish families who had come as immigrants and were busy really quickly moving up the socioeconomic scale. You know, families that now I see in the research on the book, they came as laborers, the next generation went to college, the third generation has been through professional school and they're working in the professions. So it was, it was a pretty charmed existence. And
5: just a regular dairy farm in a lot of respects, too. I mean, you had these cows that... Uh, at the, towards the end of the farm's life uh it was not making any money in fact it was costing money to to operate it as a dairy farm but uh in some respects that was the the trade and that was the work that people were doing at this estate
12: that was the work that the the, the prof- professional farmers right. were doing and my grandmother was sort of managing it but yes you're right by the end it was she was uh, spending three dollars for every gallon for every dollars worth of milk that she
3: could sell wow. well it was you just have to have cattle that's the thing you had to have cows that was part of the deal so
2: it's funny these these large estates uh, We we joke about you know driving by and, and yelling out the window what do you do yeah.
6: Yeah. how do you get this huge
2: place what is the status of of the the uh, the, the estate and now is it a private home or is it still in your family Uh
12: um well it's in the process of being dismantled um the only over there's been a number of sales since the late 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 20th century um in late 90s they sold off some land they sold off some more in the in the early 2000s and now the last 300 acres or so are being broken up and developed with large houses developed somewhat sensitively with quite a lot of open space and 80, I think 80 acres have been sold to the township as uh, conservation land, parkland. So what will remain is the house and the 15, I think, 15 acres around it. And what is the future of the house? That's completely up in the air.
6: Okay. I wanted and, to. I'm so sorry.
12: who owns do, Does the family still own it? Um, everything was put in trusts by my great grandparents. Okay. And some of those trusts have now ceased. And so the house earlier, I think this year, uh, or came out of the trust and is now owned by a a, a non profit that basically represents the family until we figure out what to do with it.
3: I wanted to ask you as as a uh, as a uh, journalist and and uh, working for the Times and and the work that you do and I, I think there's a, there's sort of a set of skills that old school journalists possess that uh, that uh, and I see a lot of people wondering if those uh, still flourish within the newer uh, journalists and and you mentioned social media and money to be made there and. And there's been a question as to whether or not that's um, influenced journalism uh, for the worst, uh, for the worst, I should say. And and h- how do you feel? Because I think the kind of work that you did and the kind of work you did in researching this is just you know pounding the pavement and 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 pulling out archives and doing that stuff and 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 being curious. And it seems that curiosity is is not as 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 strong as it as it used to be, or, or, or does or is with journalists of your caliber. Am I? Is that accurate, or am I just misreading? It's everything? very hard
12: to generalize about journalism. I think you're right that market forces have preempted rank curiosity. You yeah, know, I was. Fortunate enough to be a journalist in a time when you could follow your curiosity pretty much anywhere, and you could get your stories published. Uh, that's a lot harder to do now, and the pressures are greater. I think papers like uh, the or news organizations like the Washington Post and the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal are still doing extraordinary journalism, very much of the sort that I did. Right. But they're also having to do other things that feed the beast. And I think that the decimation of more regional papers is a terrifying thing for democracy.
3: Yeah, yeah, because it's uh, and because they everyone's got to f- you know pay the bills, yeah, and that's part of the exactly. process. So, well, well the, the book is fascinating.
2: Yeah, it is, and it's a fascinating look into the you know our aristocracy in this area, and
3: and, and the, you 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 there's so much that this family over over generations have brought to this area. It's uh, you'll be fascinated to read. By the way, Janie, there's a caller
2: on the line. Valerie says, uh, will there be a book signing or anything like that? Her grandmother worked on the estate. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that had jobs in this area, or the family did, who are curious to uh, to read the book. But do you have any signings or anything like that coming
12: up? Yeah, out? I, I uh, have done a few. And uh, if you, Valerie, if you look on my website, which is Sorry for promoting myself no. here. <laughs> Janny at JannyScott.com, dot com and that's spelled without an E, J A N N Y at Janny dot com. You'll if you look under the events area, you'll see that there are quite a few things coming up in this area. So you could come to any of those.
2: Okay. Wonderful. It's a it's a great peak. I I've I've not read it yet, but I've read excerpts from it. But uh you know a great peek into like i said that uh, that lifestyle here and and the relationship of your father and finding out these things out about him through his diaries is really fascinating it is it's cool yeah well jenny great to meet you thanks great so much for coming you, by Preston. thank you Steve. we appreciate it jenny scott guys yes. the beneficiary is the name of the book and it's available now we'll be back in just a moment stay with us gang, we need your blood. It's time to
3: roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive, with kids' activities
2: from Aim High Studio and Painter treasure Ceramics. Plus, Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The
3: Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th, or Alice Cooper and
2: Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I believe for Preston and Steve blood drive from the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood
3: Services region and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first.
2: Marissa wanted me to point this out, a couple things (laughs) on uh, Preston and Steve dot com for you to check out. We have our conversation with uh, Mike uh, Montecalvo, who's the co-founder of uh, Jacks Mybd B The uh uh, bar that is uh, tied in with the St. Louis Blues thing. He was so great. Love him. It's just so a, much fun.
3: Uh, the, the the exact kind of guy you want to hang out with. And it, it's it's a, it's a it's a private mummers bar, right? Yes, but, but for they're the opening it. Yeah, yeah. they're,
2: they're opening it up. And uh, also we have the Q and A with Shay, our cover girl, and Miss May from the to- 2019 Totally Office Calendar. So if you want to check those things out, they are on Prestonsteve.com of course you can get the uh, Daily Rush videos and all that other stuff. Uh, real quick, I know I'm going to mention a milestone thing here in just a second, but first, before I forget, because I highlighted this and I had it setting aside and I'll, I'll forget to do it if I don't do this now, but Casey, did you know that the Guinness Book of World Records, world's largest Bounce house is going to be in Aston this weekend. What?
4: Uh, World's largest bounce house.
2: Yes. Is it going to be indoor or outdoor? It's a 10,000 square foot (laughs) uh, bounce house. That
1: sounds awesome. Yeah.
2: 900 foot long inflatable obstacle course and more. It is the Big Bounce America Tour. And it is going to be at the uh, Maple Zone Sports
4: Village in Aston. Okay, that's like right on three twenty-two. Um, yeah, and they have like a giant complex there, like baseball field and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, they definitely have the. Uh, it can't the be inside if, if it's nah. ten thousand
2: square feet.
4: Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah. i I'm, so. They have it's a... in someone's house, Preston. <laughs> oh my
1: they, god, they have an adult only session.
4: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's great, man.
3: Oh, that's
2: phenomenal. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and Thursday then Wednesday, Thursday. No, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the 31st, June 1st, and June 2nd.
4: Okay. That's right. pretty so, awesome. Yeah, um, it is. We're, I'm going to be away this weekend, so I can't come but back. But it's
2: next weekend, too. I can come back for that. Um, so massive inflatable attractions, world's largest bounce house, incredible uh, obstacle course, unique space-themed wonderland.
3: So I thought you guys would find that interesting. So that is interesting. Right.
4: And that one's not going to fly away. Right? No, should not. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, also, you remember, it was was it last summer or two summers ago where they were supposed to have that long-ass um, uh, water, water slip slide. Uh, ha- ha- slide?
3: Nothing happened with it. It was going to be, I-, I remember the plans for it looked pretty amazing and then nothing. Yeah. And then we laughably wanted to try to pull one off ourselves. We were actually just scouting sites, and then suddenly we snapped out of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's I'm never. Snapped gonna out of Let's it. snap back into it, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, today, fifty years ago, May twenty third, nineteen
2: sixty nine, The Who's double album rock opera Tommy was released. Uh, that was a milestone. Uh, was it in um, Almost Famous where she leaves him her records and with a note that says? Light a candle and put this on and it will change your life. Yeah,
5: that was the first time I saw the uh, art
2: for that album. Classic, classic yeah. album art. Um, so it came out 50 years ago today, man. Conceived and primarily written by Pete Townsend, based on a boy, Tommy Walker. This is the information that I'm reading officially about it. Who, uh, although born healthy, is traumatized into an autistic type state at the site of, and it says here, his father murdering his mother's lover. He was mm-hmm. the other way around. The mother's lover murdered the father. Because remember, they thought the father had died in the war in a plane crash, had been shot down. And then he shows up years after Mm -hmm. when mom had already had a relationship with this guy, thinking that the father was dead. And then there's a
3: fight. You know what? I never caught that part of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I always thought, yeah, I I just thought it was the shock of seeing the mother with someone else. Yeah. In the movie, anyhow, the, the,
2: the, the lover kills the father. Uh, And once rendered deaf, dumb, and blind, Tommy is abused by multiple outside forces, eventually becomes treated as a new messiah due to his flawless pinball prowess, which is seen as a sign of his divine spirituality and purity. Oddly enough, it worked at the time.
3: Now, listen, It's um, so I first was introduced to Tommy by the movie... And I heard that soundtrack before I heard the full yeah. album. Me Tommy. Too. Me too. And then my friend said, eh, "No, you got to hear the original." Yeah. And then I said, "Oh my dear God!" And I was just blown away by how good it was. And and that was maybe like a solid year. I just that's all I listened to. I just loved it.
2: Yeah, I had uh, I was brought into it by Elton John's version of uh, Pinball Wizard. Yeah. And as a kid, I thought it was I, I loved it, and so I went to see the movie. And like you, Steve, it was after that that I realized that it was, no, there were these other pieces of music that were the real, that where it started.
3: And the uh, the performance of, uh, I think it's Sparks at at uh, Woodstock, you know, that that whole <laughs> Townsend going nuts with the guitar and smashing it and it's classic stuff. It's, it's just, it's the stuff of so many
5: rock legends. Sparks like, is a song that he listens to in Almost Famous when he puts the record on and lights no the candle. He had Sparks. Uh, I didn't like the movie. It, it really threw me oh, off. I thought it was weird. Yeah, and, and the styling, maybe if it had been redone or done differently, I, I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. But just the, that 70s style of, of cuts well, really threw me off. And not only that, you had Anne margaret who was singing in
2: a very stage show type <laughs> of... Yeah. yeah.
3: Tommy!
2: A oh, well, really big vibrato. But was I've, and Jack
3: much. Nicholson.
5: Yeah. He yeah.
2: was the, was yeah. the doctor. Yeah,
5: I yeah. saw the musical at um, either the Merriam or one of the theaters downtown, and that blew me away because they were really faithful to the Who's music, and I just I loved that. So uh, seeing the stage production of it was pretty impressive. Yeah. So the back in 2013,
2: Townsend and Shed Light on the original idea and work prog- process behind uh, the album in 1968 and 1969. And he said originally in the story, pinball was not a part of the exercise. The boy was not deaf, dumb, and blind, except in clinical terms. Uh, and he had been traumatized. He said, I spoke to our manager, Kit Lambert, who is the son of Constance Lambert, uh, or Constant Lambert, who and who knew about opera, who knew about music outside rock and roll, and he was very encouraging to me to do something very audacious and grand uh, that was challenging, and challenging in a way that would challenge our audience. He said the only thing that's important is the audience, the only thing, and the message is from the audience to the stage, not the other way around. It's a strange mechanism, he said, the one that underlies rock and roll. The hero is not on the stage, so the hero is not Tommy. It's everybody in the audience, and I know that sounds like a Pat Cliché, uh, but it happens to be true, he said.
3: I'm not quite understanding that. So what, what, I don't either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's but here's something that, that's a little more of an insight. So okay. he also
2: said that due to the sexual abuse that he personally suffered as a child, uh, he needed to hand some of the more disturbing plot twists in the storyline to bassist John Entwistle to compose because he didn't want to do it.
3: That's Pete Townsend? Yeah. Wow. He, he
2: said uh, Uncle Ernie isn't about specific sexual abuse. It's about the threat of it. Uh, the inference of it, the fear of it. I actually asked John Entwistle to write that one uh, because I couldn't deal with it. I'd had my own bad time with my grandmother. Jesus, I had been eroticized at an early age, early age, and I'd had to learn to deal with it. Yeah, so, he had a whole bunch of crap going on. Yeah, so and Uncle Ernie is a pretty disturbing part of the uh, uh, of the 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 whole storyline yeah uncle, uh, there's uncle Ernie and cousin Kevin cousin Kevin is Who a lunatic a sadistic lunatic
3: yeah yeah uh but the um God there you know the whole also the sound of it the the um the big orchestral stuff as well as the acoustic stuff as well yeah. as the uh also you know Keith moon man that that drumming um yeah so sensational e- everything about it but it's it's uh, you know, in the in the pantheon of rock albums, it's a double album. It's um, you know what top five easily.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's up there.
3: I don't know that I've
2: ever listened to it from front to back without pausing or you know just hearing a song here and there. I
3: wonder you end up listening to uh, you know a side or yeah. you know one of the albums. And uh, no, it, it's it's uh, it, it's wild. So that many years. How, I wonder how many performances they. How many times they performed it live over the course of those decades. Yeah. I remember I, it was a big deal because they had uh, decided to do
2: a live version of it and this was probably 84, 85, 86 somewhere in that range. Right, right. And I remember listening to it on the radio because they were broadcasting it. Uh, they were they, and they were simulcasting it all around the country. It was a big deal that they were going to be doing this. And I'll never forget because before it started um uh, Roger Daltrey comes out, and he gets on the mic, and he goes, uh, in the words of Keith Moon, have some respect. It's an effing opera. And he flat out dropped the F-bomb <laughs> on the radio, and I was like, and you had, like, Cousin Kevin was played by Billy Idol. Yeah. Uncle Ernie was uh, Phil Collins. It's cool. Uh, and they had a bunch of guest musicians. I don't know if Tina Turner was the acid queen in that particular one or
3: not, but she was in the movie. And she's good in the movie yeah. as the acid queen. Yeah. Well, it, it is too trippy, the movie. I, I, I agree. I'm not, not a huge fan. So with the
2: 50th anniversary, and they're playing the show this weekend... I gotta imagine they're gonna not just you know play pinball wizard and call it a day. So they're with an orchestra, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's gonna be now. Now, uh, man about town. Bill Weston was saying he he has heard that uh, won't get fooled again is going to be done in an acoustic
6: way. Right, right. So
3: there's gonna they're gonna take some um, some cool riffs on some classics. Yeah, I saw them. I
2: did see them one time. I saw them at Madison Square Garden, and it was uh, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, and this was in the probably late nineties. Uh, But I remember, you know, behind blue eyes, I'd I'd gone. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom because i had been drinking a couple beers. And as I'm in there peeing, I start to hear the beginning of behind blue eyes. I I squeezed and peed as fast as I possibly could because I was not going to miss that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But what a great band. So uh, hopefully you're headed out this weekend and the weather looks great. Saturday, man, sunshine, 78 degrees uh, at the ballpark. And they still got it. They still got it. Well, those who are there still have it. By the way, speaking of, and, and Pierre's going to have a side for, for you today.
3: Yes. I uh, believe so. You should have heard Bill talking, uh, are we ready to play Scratch? Uh, are you
5: serious? Because yeah, yeah. they scratched up uh, <laughs> vinyl
2: that he's planted on.
5: I think we have um, concert coverage this weekend, too. So I'm going. Pierre's okay. going. Uh, Brent Porsche is going to go. And uh, I haven't seen them in... A long time. The last time I saw them, I think was uh, across the river in Camden. So, uh, and I've never seen them in the ballpark, and I certainly have never seen them with the Symphony Orchestra. So, do you think be... they'll recognize you now? They'll probably recognize, and they know my association with Eddie Vedder. Right? Yeah. You're not
3: wearing your baseball cap. <laughs> uh,
5: they definitely are a
2: stadium bands. So yeah. Oh my god. If yeah. If there's somebody that can pull it off, it's these guys. Uh, speaking of this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, a holiday weekend. Triple uh, A is got its uh, predictions and traffic and what you should do if you're traveling this weekend.
6: Yeah! Uh,
2: so it says that drivers will hit the most traffic tomorrow. In the later afternoon, as commuters leave work early and mix in with holiday travelers. I know. You're saying
3: that most people are going to try to get a jump on the Memorial Day weekend (laughs) and leave work early, and that's when the highest levels of traffic will occur? Listen, it's what
2: people need to know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Most major metro areas are predicted to experience traffic that is three times worse than Whoa usually.
3: whoa whoa. You're saying areas that naturally have hmm. higher populations will experience <laughs> higher levels of traffic?
2: Yeah. What uh, the hell? That's exactly what I'm saying. What the hell? The areas with uh the worst predicted traffic are Boston and Washington DC. Well they're oh. usually known as pretty easy driving. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. You know, we've got an event coming up with the uh, the National Association of Broadcasters in D.C. And we were kicking around. Uh, Steve and I are going uh, for uh, you know our company. Uh, we're accepting an award and and uh, they were like, you want to take the train or drive? And I was like, no, just drive down there. And then I thought about it. Washington D.C. driving, yeah. uh-uh. no way. I'm no, taking the train. Uh,
3: Man about town. Bill Weston was, was wise, and uh, so we're going to do the train. And we're well. we're not going to take the actual conventional train. We're going to ride the rails, Preston. Yep, and uh, try to jump on a freight car if we can do that. There's a
2: free box car. Yeah, because I know. love that
3: stew. Yeah, <laughs> hobo stew. Hobo stew, good for you. Oh. sticks to the ribs.
2: That's mm.
4: right. Mm. There oh. is actually a documentary about people who do that. That that uh, specifically. They're they're homeless and they live ride the rails, life on the rails, absolutely pretty wild.
2: You ever, if you saw the movie In the Wild, there's a pretty messed up scene where he yep. gets busted and a they, uh, they call him train detectives. Guy comes out and beats the ever loving piss. Oh up.
3: yeah, yeah. The movie Ironweed depicts that with Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep.
2: Yeah, we had a uh, my a family friend when I was growing up as a kid, and he was he was a it was a locomotive de- or I mean a, a railroad detective, and they had, word was
4: he would do that. Yeah. Would would I mean drag
2: drag vagrants off and beat the crap out of them.
3: The word was they were told to send a message mm-hmm. and so they would be especially oh. brutal. Yeah. So uh But you guys aren't doing that. No. No. Well, no, no no track. no. We I think if we're pretty fast runners, so I think we can elude them. Yeah, okay. I think we'll have a good shot at it. Uh so speaking of, of being
2: outside in summertime as I was this particular weekend, uh I did see this Now, we now we heard that um sunscreen is deadly. deadly. It can't, well, mm-hmm. it's it. It's absor- more of it's absorbed into your skin than I initially thought. And now they are rethinking all this. Which, by the way, I need to find out. That information again. Somebody was going to send me like some samples of spray versions of the safer sunscreen.
3: When you get them, can I can I yeah. see what you got? Because I never got it. I use the spray because it's easier to apply. Yeah. And now that I know that my uh, entire insides are rotted out from <laughs> because I use I use sunblock every day. Now I use the best that that's out there, supposedly. But I want to make sure it's correct because I. Even in a slightly overcast situation, I always make sure yeah. I have sunblock on. So
1: there was actually something to what my mom was saying.
3: Yeah. no, <laughs> Honestly, she, yeah. she said it. it hasn't been tested. About the no. anal cancer or this? No, what, no the sunscreen.
2: Oh, okay. Um, and there was something that's that's a particular ingredient that's in it, and then we started getting word on ones <laughs> that Nutella. are safer. But I did read this the other day, that if it says, you know, all natural or, you know, organic or, or home remedy sunscreens, it, it doesn't work.
1: Well, it, no, no. For the that's, most part. That's not true. So you have to look at the ingredients on the back of it. Um, I have an all natural sunscreen that you won't get one ounce of sun on your body if you use it. I actually don't like it because you, it's, Steve, you would love it.
3: Okay. You, well, you I want to see get. it because right now I'm not using saying. Uncle Carcinoma Skin Tag Formula. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Carcinoma. Unky. Uncle Carcinoma Skin Tag Juice. Uncle Carcinoma.
2: <laughs> Skin tag, that's homemade. huh? <laughs> it's homemade. Uh, so,
3: Kathy, does that come in a spray form?
1: Uh, the one that I have does not.
3: You got to use a roller. See, I love. Listen, I agree with this. Even if it's a squirt, like because that way it's kind of like a porn thing. No, even if it's if it's just, it's easier to apply that way. Now I have the Helioplex, the Neutrogena, and I, you know I'll put that. I tell you what though, and this it's. It, it's Listen, it's better to do that than get skin cancer. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you put that stuff on and you feel like you're encased. Yeah,
4: I don't mind the squirting stuff as long as I'm wearing a UV shirt. Um, I wear the UV shirts. Do yeah. you wear you wear UV swim shirts? Case I do. You I, have to, and, and because I'm you know it's it just it, there's just too much. You me there is too much me. So no, just too much surface area. You know, especially if you're going to be like slathering that stuff on. That's why yes. you know if I'm not wearing a shirt, I'll use the um. The spray.
2: Well, by the way, the point I was going to make, and I know we got to wrap up here, case, but uh, this uh, study, uh, University of Kansas City researchers have found, uh, if you grow a mustache, it's safer for you <laughs> on the sun. So, Kathy, you're good to go. I'm
3: good to go. Oh, Won't man. get on my face. So uh-huh. then, why not? Why not a beard? So, so are, we, are, I'm sure are, are the safest people out in the sun? Hasidic rabbis? Maybe, hmm.
2: probably. Uh, they they found that uh, men. They looked at a bunch of uh, men. Uh, uh, who were men uh, man who were diagnosed with uh, uh, actinic keratosis on the head of the face. It's a, sc- a scaly spot on the skin that can develop into uh, squamous cell carcinoma, a type of skin cancer. They found the men who had a long history of spouting substantial sheltering mustaches, which is one that's at least a third of an inch thick. Uh, had a 16 times lower risk of developing that particular kind of cancer so on their lip. If your mustache sticks out
3: mustache. about a foot and a half, two feet, yeah, you and good. you can shield your torso. You're in good shape.
2: Probably sheltering mustache. That's a good name for a band. The sheltering mustaches. <laughs> a third of an inch. That's a thick. St- I couldn't grow a mustache that thick. No, there's no, no way. My I would have just to just use. Uh, it what about that wearing nose. a fake mustache? It'd be, work just as well. That's the the Steve Harvey mustache. <laughs> Of it's it
4: ridiculous. That mustache. thing's not Shelter. even real. Yeah. All right,
2: Anyhow. uh, just thought I would uh pass those little tidbits of information along to you. We do have to take a break because we have a guest who's going to be joining us in a minute. Uh, Casey, give me those passes Here. to give away. Thank you. Uh, is this the last of it? That's it? Let's give away the last of these. Uh, 10 of them, in fact. Godzilla King of the Monsters next Tuesday. We got a screening of this. 5 p.m. At the UA Riverview in IMAX, a little bit on the early side, so keep that in mind before you call. You need to be there by 430. 215-263-WMR wmmr 10 Callers are going to get those tickets. We're going to come back in a second. Two Ray's going to be in our studio. We're also going to talk to Lance Reddick of John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. So stay there.
11: What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Hold up the
4: light. Hold up the light. Hold Shine now.
6: I want
11: to elevate. New music. More of everything that rocks. Elevate. On 93.3 WNMR. Their next guest has
2: got shows at Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. And we welcome him back to yeah. our studios.
9: To Ray. Hey, hey. Steve, Kathy, and Nick, how are you guys? And Casey. Casey? and Casey. Casey brought me in, so I guess I should speak to him first. <laughs> I was thrown off by the the blue man uh, pedicure. Ah, right. ah, ah, ah. Not the fact that they were blue, but I actually took a look at his toes, and I was like, "Your toes look good, man. Like they <laughs> they look like you you you, and you have a, a nice pedicure going on I gotta on there. take Casey.
4: care of my feet.
9: Yeah, man. I see. Right. Like that John Krupp thing is just for, for for the salad up top. Yeah.
4: With But the, the
9: feet, you got the you got the nice Kardashian toes there, man. Do, do you groom up a bit, or do you? You, do, you're well put together. Casey, you know, Casey put me on the spot. He wanted to see my manicure, which I don't have right okay, now. Okay, so. all right. But yeah, I do. I do a little manscaping and uh, grooming and all of that. So all right, all yeah, right. when you get a chance, you, you go. And and I gotta agree, it's a, it's a great thing to have the legs massaged and the, mm. and the feet massaged. He raves so. about that, about, yeah. How about your eyebrows? You take care of those. Ladies was, are big into eyebrows. It was funny. I just I have uh, I have great eyebrows. Uh, yeah, you do. So <laughs> I <have a> good, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I do go through the ladies' problems every now and then. Like my eyebrows get long and attached to my eyelashes. So yeah. I call them female problems, but no, I, I normally go ahead and take care of that myself. Simply because I don't have any other hair, so I'm not going to just let anybody right. just cut my eyebrows. I right. need the hold on of these. So yeah, 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 I try to keep my eyebrows nice. Well, that's, yeah,
3: you got. I mean, uh, he, he, <laughs> he he raves about the um, the the pedicure. because yeah, the deal: they like do, they do the foot massage. Yeah, thing and they do every like. I yeah. mean,
9: and you don't know that your feet and legs need a massage until it happens. Oh, until <laughs> she starts begging. On your on your cast, you're like, wow! I, I that, didn't know I was so stressed. That is the truth. I will yes. go
2: in for a massage. and I'll just go like just upper right, body, right, whatever. Right. And then they'll say, well, I'm going to work on your legs a little bit.
3: And they get down there, and you're yes. like,
9: oh, yeah, yes, oh. yeah. I did and not know. Do you guys get massages? Yes. I, yes. I, my wife years ago
3: them. convinced me to to go for it, right. and I, I you, do. I you have to
9: take care of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Here's you know the thing: what? it's awesome when you you're now you're veterans of massage, so you yeah yeah like, you know that first two. Yeah. I was in there hollering. Like, oh! Yeah, yeah. Oh! I mean, I was like, she was like, sir, if you I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I never felt that before. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know I needed that. Uh, yeah. You know? so, yeah. Yeah, I'm good with my sounds now. Now I'm a little more... <laughs> I'm a little muffled now. You know,
3: but well, yeah. they are, and I, I said it. And I, I freely admit that it's dumb, but I... I I can't, I have to talk to the person doing it because I feel like I know I wouldn't want to touch me. So I'm
9: like, always apologize. So I talk at my... Male or female, you need a male or female. A female. Yeah, gotta be a female. I I, I know. Has anyone done the couples massage? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, so I go and, you know, it's a guy for my lady. Okay. You know, I was like... Can we switch? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much I want you rubbing my lady down. You ever have but,
5: uh, ever yeah. I, anybody walk on you, massage?
9: No, no. I'm 6'6". Six, six, so <laughs> well, I'm not, yeah, but you're yeah. lying down. I I get that. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying I'm not laying down for somebody to walk on me. But, well, yeah. it's actually
3: yeah. cool because they have, they have the bars. They yeah. sort of yeah. hold hey, themselves so the up. Yeah, yeah. They, I
9: mean, it's, it's, y'all <laughs> taking it to another level, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know, don't... you know, and I'm going to keep it real. You know, when I go for a massage, I didn't really just go for the, the shoulder rub. <laughs> At the end, that's what I came for. So. Yeah. You, you, you know, now massages are more, you know, videotaped and under surveillance. <laughs> true. Right. Yeah. So you can't do those things. No. You know. You're talking about a Robert Kraft. Yeah, yeah. just a Robert yeah. Kraft. Yeah. Yeah. Who's trying to have it suppressed, but they're they going to drop that video, man. That's you know it'll get out. It'll get out they, eventually. Somebody's got enough money to get it out. Yeah, absolutely. So. And I will watch it. I will watch. I will... <laughs> Yo, you know, I was thinking about the other day. Somewhere, Marv Albert is going. See? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, somewhere Marv was uh-huh. like, y'all thought I was bad. But you know uh-huh. what?
3: He was the first. He was one of the first dudes I can remember who
9: went through all that but kept his career. Got, but he got in front of it, dude. Got you know, in front you, of it. You got to slide in front yeah. of that podium. You got to have an apology.
3: You remember the weird thing, though, too, Ray, with that is that he was a dude who who wanted to bring another dude into his threes. Right, right. So, which was, just, like, weird. And then yeah. he was also into the biting. Yeah. He was also into wearing uh, the women's underwear. You know, so, all it? that stuff separately works out. But bringing another guy into All
2: here, of the combo of the, the whole, yeah. It's just, a it was just weird. weird but then, yeah, yeah, that's but now you got cuckolding these days. Cuckolding, so, yeah. so it's that's, it's passe. Marv Albert, pff, so bonkers. Preston, yeah. regular <laughs> cuckolding, or <Charlie> or humiliation <laughs> cuckolding. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got it. Humili- if You got to go, go all the way. And the you know what's funny
9: about the cuckolding? I I don't never look up. I never looked for that. Yeah. on X videos, but it just comes up. It me. just show <laughs> up, doesn't it? It's like you might have wanted to see this, too. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> is it? Now, listen. Okay, so occasionally if you visit, what is the most popular site in the w- Pornhub?
9: Well, I go they, XNXX. They... Okay. Because okay. I guess okay. it's a little grimier. <laughs> <laughs> like, Pornhub is like, you know. Uh, Pedestrian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, XNXX is just pictures. Go big or go home Yeah, right. <laughs> What's scary There's not about... even real words under there. It just says
4: A or B. Yeah. You pick one. <laughs> What's scary about those suggestions, though, too, right, is that. That, uh, there's some sort of algorithm, right? So, yes. like, on Facebook or yes. Instagram or yeah. Twitter, yeah. like... You this, might like... Yeah, yeah. you might yeah. totally. So, yeah. Yeah. you might so,
9: like this. Somebody caught me. Yeah. <court> me. Somebody caught me. Somebody commented on the one of the pictures I liked on Instagram, like, oh, ture has a type. I was like, yeah, I do, because <laughs> it's BBW. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they got a, they got a, they got an analogy. I mean, it's an acronym for all of your likes. So, so oh, yeah. let me ask you, if you yeah. heard of,
3: uh, well, we have to remain, you know, radio safe. Ritz, but yeah. Preston introduced, uh, we had not heard figging. Are you familiar with? Figging? I am not, but put me
9: down, okay. Uh, let not me not know. Let, uh, me uh, let me know. I mean, don't put me down. Let me know, right. Right. know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, just... It's where they take.
2: both It's where they take ginger root. And and put it in in, in the rear end. (laughs) And it's supposed to give you some kind of
9: burning sensation. I noticed Cassie's (laughs) silent on this whole... uh I was impressed. I was wondering why ginger root, but obviously... It burns a little bit. Anybody remember Jerry Pinnacoli? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so well, we, you're, we 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 moved lone, on so from, from live animals to herbs. <laughs> yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, of those, oh, some
2: of those acronyms, though, like I never even bothered to figure out what the hell they they meant. And I eventually, Fender, you know, POG, P A W G. You know what that stands oh, for? Yeah. I've
3: seen it. I don't know what
9: is Too it. Ray, that? Do you know? Fat ass white girl. Fat ass white girl. Uh, yeah. Oh, That's, I'm, I'm on <laughs> BBW POG.
5: I got them. I'm on them. Yeah. I'm on them all no, I, I read it as uh, maybe I'm wrong, but pretty average white girl. Nope, nah. Oh, nah.
9: fat with the P. Okay. Ah, I like
5: that. Yeah. Yep. So now you do
9: guys know what a dirty Sanchez is. Now, you, oh you, yeah, look where we are. He's kind way into those.
3: Where she's 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 actually she was Puerto Rican for a while. Where we all? Yeah, where we all? Wow. But yeah,
9: man, it's funny because you got to go online and you got to cut off you got to close out and then clear your windows, clear your cookies.
3: Uh, It's amazing how the the, the hubris of people,
9: and Preston will have
3: stories all the time of, like, a guy going to give a lecture Mm -hmm. at work or whatever, (laughs) and he hasn't closed tabs on his browser. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, you know, listen –
13: and here's, it'll pop up.
3: Here's the deal. And start it, it, playing. Yeah, and you put it under a folder that says hard disk erase or something so that it so that no one would go near it because it's like, well I don't want to screw up the computer. Right. Uh, That's what you do. take an
9: extra step, you gotta, but you, you gotta do precautions. Even still though well, what it is, someone it is, somewhere knows all your king. Right. When you're doing shisty stuff, you kind of try to just get out of it as quickly so normally when you're watching porn and you stop yeah. watching porn you just close the, close the laptop or put the tablet down and boom right you,
3: yeah. you forget uh-huh but there's it, a there's an, an app they used to have and it was for you know and it was it's pretty quick you you would um you just tap a key combination and like a, a spreadsheet comes up yeah Immediately, so yeah. they, if you're at work, you're you, uh, you go yeah
9: here. like you, uh, oh yeah I got one of those on my yeah. phone. <laughs> oh, I got one of those. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What were you looking at? Oh, this calculator. You're just trying uh, to figure out this calculator. Uh, at, so. Q1 is looking
3: very promising. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to switch this out of porn. Thank sure. You. Gonna of porn, Thank sure. you. Yeah, yeah. Thank For a you. So, uh, two
2: Ray's going to be a punchline uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. Doing we, porn. M- <laughs> doing porn. Doing <laughs> porn.
9: Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes. So it's a holiday weekend. Yes. Is, that, is that a tough weekend to work? It is, but there are people who. Didn't get a chance to get out. So okay. that's who that's for. And just the people that are, uh, you know, Memorial Day is not the toughest. Yeah. Because it's kind of early, so you're really not out of the work ethic yet. Labor Day and those later holidays, 4th of July, like nobody's coming to you. Because they're, they're traveling. They're out.
3: But here they're just enjoying the world. Right. What, I think you're, you're going to be fine. I think
9: so, man. I, w- I hope so. I want- you guys got a big listenership, so hopefully some of the people will come out.
3: We'll <laughs> <laughs> send them out. I wanted to ask you, I was looking on your Instagram site. So yes. You have lovely daughters. Thank you, man. And Thank the you. daughters all had, appear to have had mm-hmm.
9: proms. Yeah, uh, different proms. Different
3: problems. Uh, For a dad, and Preston has a a daughter that'll, you know, and then Casey uh, has as well, Um, is that
9: pride and terror mixed together? That's a great description. Yeah. Um, Well, I'd look at it like uh, that is my daughter, Courtney who uh, gorgeous, was this senior at yeah. Bishop McDevitt, and uh, I threatened her, her date. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I patted him down. You know. I,
3: I would imagine and, you uh, would. I How could you I took a picture not? of his
9: ID. <laughs> yeah. And I took him for a walk, and I showed him where I would put his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little grassy area right behind my house, and, you know, nobody would notice, so... Now, am, I'm, I'm looking at your daughter here. Yes, sir. Okay, and I, and at, respectfully, <laughs> did
2: you talk to her about the dress? Because that comes down pretty low in
9: the front Yeah, it does, but she has the little, uh, what do you call it, lace uh, cover across. in front of it. Okay. Across, yes. And that's oh. honestly, compa- yeah.
1: what the, what the yes. girls are wearing yes. to prom Very now, classy. that is nothing. Yeah, okay. she
9: looked, she looked I, and it's funny, until she put it on, I didn't realize how elegant and classy she looked. Because it was it was very, very nice. But yeah, yeah, P I, I you know, it's and you you don't see your children like that. No, no. So it's an unveil. Yeah. I just like, came down the steps. I'm like,
5: okay. I want to Not ask yet. you something, but I'm afraid to because <laughs> she's, she's gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. Would man. you rather have an ugly daughter than
9: somebody else? <laughs> nah, because then you got to deal with the problems. Okay. You got to deal with the ugly girl problems, like, yeah. you know, wanting acceptance. Like, my daughters get to date who they want.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugly right. girls
9: got to date who they get. <laughs> and you don't, well, <laughs> don't want to be the dad. <laughs> With the cats just showing up, like yeah, man, send your daughter outside. <laughs>
3: I mean, listen, they're 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 classy, elegant yes. women, yes. and you're proud. But yes. I, I think I it's, don't know how you would want to go. Like, I, Dear God,
9: yeah, I, I got five girls, so I'm. Never, first of all, wow. I always be broke.
3: Cause you know how you were. Yes, you know how you, yes. you, know no, how that's you
9: were. That's why I got five girls. This is what God says. Man <laughs> plans, God laughs. Like you think, you thought you was
6: like. So, yeah. yeah. It, oh
9: it is God. it makes me very aware of women. It yeah. makes me very aware of uh how we should treat women. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm better than any, I'm just aware of it. You're it like is.
1: part woman now at this point. Pretty
9: much. Pretty much. <laughs> I, my cycle's regular.
1: It is, <laughs> my it cycles
9: is, sink to theirs. You know? <laughs> it's made you more respectful of the porn sites you visit. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't go to the yeah, I stay off. I stay in my lane. I, I don't go on no poor site They got nothing that looked like it was in my house. It's all, all over there. But no, man, I think the most beautiful thing about it is that they still give me the respect of being dad and all of that. They still listen to me. That's, I that's girls, wonderful. So,
3: that's probably the hardest thing in the world is yeah. to keep that. That's yeah. why my wife and I just have cats and a dog. Yeah, you, just, yeah. I mean, you really can. It's, they, <laughs> it,
9: it's, it's something. But, uh, Any of them graduating this year? Yeah, Courtney's graduating from McDevitt. McDevitt so She got great. college plans? Yes, you. Okay, East Stroudsburg, So wow. she's already and full ride and wow. ready to oh, go. wow.
6: Good, good, for her. Good for, her. Yeah, full good ride. for you. Full, ride.
9: full she, You ever get your kids report card and realize this wasn't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. My daughter, my baby had a ninety five in pre calc. I was like, yeah, is she just walking around with that. <laughs> I, 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 I slapped my algebra teacher. I swear to God, <laughs> me, my, me and my algebra teacher came to blows. I was like, if you think I'm going to learn this, you got another thing coming. So for her to have the grade she has, she's just a magnificent creature, and I'm I'm proud that she's my daughter. An-
3: anybody showing um,
9: interest in entertainment? Uh, no, I don't see it yet. My daughter Turey, I have one of the twins is named after me. I have twin yep. daughters that are sixteen. One is and one is Sunaya. Turey named after me. Um, she has the timing. She has comic timing. Okay, like, Turey doesn't. When she says something, it's deadpan and it's yeah. dead on. Like when two. When I, I remember and I use it as a joke now, I was they were like six and I told them what I did for a living. And they were like, I said, I'm a comedian. And they were like, well, you know, they didn't know what comedian was at six. I said, well, I, tell, I stand on stage, I tell jokes, people laugh, they give me money, yeah. come home, feed you, pay the bills. <laughs> and my daughter, Sunaya, was like, okay, dad, I saw you on TV before. I was like, cool, I'm all proud. Jure looked me dead in my face. She's like, so you like a clown.
6: And
9: to a six-year-old, you're like, what? You're like, that's a clown. I hear you, daddy. you try to make it seem like it's a lot, but... Sound like a clown to me. So. <laughs> but that's exactly what she said. I mean, they they, they have that. So, you know, I, I don't push any of my children to do anything. You know, mm-hmm. if, whatever they want to do, I just try to support them. So if they want to start doing comedy, I'll definitely be there for them. Two, Ray,
2: I wanted to ask about, because uh, I read this, you went on the Soul Train crew.
9: Yeah, man.
2: Uh, that's some Bahamas, was it fun? Was it's it something. cool? It's, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so I love funny. Soul Train Because up. it's.
9: It's the era of music that mattered. Not to say this doesn't matter, no. but every one of those artists comes to perform. And, yeah, they're a little bit older than me, <laughs> and they're a little bit older now, but they're magnificent performances, man. I I enjoy myself. Who'd your fanboy out on the most? Oh, uh, uh, Ohio Players. Oh, ah. wow. The Ohio Players. Are I right remember there. those. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know who they are. Yeah. So, yeah. And literally on the bus right next to me, they just, and I was like, oh my God, that's the guy from the Ohio players. And then I tried not to, but I started humming. I was like, heaven must be lied." And so it's always good to see him now. The Soul Train cruise was a great cruise. Were
4: you working it or did you just go as a fan?
9: Casey, I don't go nowhere for free. <laughs> if I don't get paid, I'm in the house. <laughs> it was all, the, all those nice things I said is, yeah, it was a check. Uh, but no, uh, I always, yeah, I, I was working. So that's I was awesome. blessed to be, yeah, it was blessed to be there and, and to meet those guys and be working with them. But I did a, uh, another cruise, the Tom Joyner cruise, which is a little. Okay. Tom kind of more... Joyner's
3: a legendary broadcaster. Right. He used yeah. to do two morning shows a day. So he had yeah, a bigger yeah.
9: budget. So, yeah, like, yeah. first night, this is before the cruise leaves the dock. And that's I realized I fanned out. It was LL Cool J he went to perform. And I ran. When you push past women to get to the front of the <laughs> stage <laughs> to see LL perform. Uh, I lost my cool so much, I called him by his real name. I was like, James! Was like, oh, so, yeah, that's I don't fan out much, but every now and then you see those artists that are like, wow, I got to say something. And yeah. I've been fortunate to work with a, uh, quite a few of them. When those,
3: and those cruises, obviously, you know, so my, my, my uh, friend Dwayne does the Kiss Cruise. Mm-hmm. He's a massive Kiss yes. fan, and they did the big thing, and they have a blast. Yes. He sees the same people. But it's uh, the perception that you're, you know, Gene Simmons is over by the buffet is, is not, you know,
9: they, they have their part of the ship and they perform,
3: right? I mean, they, no, they, they weren't, they're, they're not always mingling around,
9: are they? They they can stay in their cabin, but if they're coming to eat, you're going to see them. Oh, all right. There's no, like, secluded areas of a cruise. Like, normally, they may go at a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But- yeah they're you're right there that's pretty cool yeah like on the the Tom journey cruise Tom journey tells people have your camera ready and give them 60 seconds they're not going to stand there all day don't be rude about it like take your picture and keep it moving but right you know but yeah they're they're there and it it, it'll it'll have you double take and look like oh wow like (laughs) this guy's standing right there are the
3: audiences good and receptive they're great yeah they're
9: great they're great on themed cruise i think they're better Because, like, if you just go on a carnival cruise, they're just going to put, like, hospital food, vanilla entertainment. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. Because they don't know who's on it. But when they're themed, they know who it is. They know what type of audience it is. It's focused. The entertainment is a little better. And so are the audiences. Got any plans this summer? Oh uh, yeah man I'm going down to Georgia to see my mom and then uh going to take my lady to New Orleans. We vacation in New Orleans when we get a chance to go somewhere without getting paid. Yes. Uh we vacation in New Orleans. Why no, you just, why, why why
6: there?
9: good food it's just a real it's a real cool soul in New Orleans man. Like you go to New Orleans and you just relax. I do. I was I, surprised I get a to see this relax.
3: You you so. know you're a big foodie. Yeah. And you, New Orleans, you say, is New your Orleans favorite city there, for man, food, but the, great Philly, food. you know. Oh, we, no, no, we, we, I,
9: don't get me wrong. I, eat, right. I eat my fill here, but I cook a lot, too. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. So in Philly, I'm, you know, I cook. Uh, New York, I love New York. Uh, on the road, I'm a road comic, so I, I can never stick to my diet on the road. Like, as soon as I get out of know, my hotel, I'm like, oh. It's a California pizza kitchen right there, and, start, <laughs> and it just starts. And it's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat this and I'm gonna eat that. Yeah. So I'm a big foodie. I love traveling and gra- and grabbing food, but I cook a lot. So home. No, I didn't know that. I do say go to the Redden Terminal to shop for my you know for my groceries because of the fact that Philly has that. I can get any type of groceries here. I want any any nationality, any food. So right. I love Philly for that. When you go
2: to New Orleans, I mean, mainly we know, you know, mm. Bourbon Street, yeah. the, the height of all that party. Do you spend much time there or is
9: it elsewhere? that, that you're I do out? spend time on Bourbon Street during yep. the day. Uh, I have relatives down there, so I move around. Um, I would tell anybody to go to New Orleans. If you get a chance to go to Willie Mays, it's a small... I've
4: been there! Chicken it's it's is like that, a house.
9: Right. And and you when you've seen it, it was like the best chicken in the world. you was like, yeah, get the... Is that chicken not? Yeah! <laughs> is the, It's like... It, I was surprised. I was like, wow, this, this is... This is impressive. mostly fried or what is <laughs> it's it? It's fried chicken, but oh it was like, God. you know, which so, is like, you know, black people walked in there like, you yeah, right. <laughs> I'll show you. I, to I was sure. in there like...
2: I want to make sure this, <laughs> yeah,
9: this is it. He right. pulled up a picture. Right.
2: So, a, so I was there for a convention, and these yep. radio guys were like, we got to go to this Willie Mays place. And Willie
9: was there. She was an older
2: yes. woman. I know no, she's yes. still
5: alive. It's not the ball player Willie Mays. No, no, no. no, no, Willie, no, 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 no. Millie,
9: Willie Mays, NOLA. But it's like, yeah. I'm
2: like, we're in a neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, we're not, yes, you really. know, and, and we walk into that I mean, That's I her. Love, yes, and love. she served us food. Dude. and I wonder if she's still great, alive. No, she's not. Okay. But,
9: all right. Uh, she has uh, that that property's moved to another area. But okay. Still, the still recipe's still good, but yeah. Did it I, blow
3: I, you I'm away, Preston? Well, it was great. It was just Southern food. Yeah.
2: It was really, really good. It was like you were in someone's home yep. having
9: a meal. There's it a was lot, really cool. Right, a lot but it's places on Burberry like so no, that's no, no, why I no. want to mention it. because right. it's, yep. off, it's something you just have to go get.
3: Okay? I was in Atlanta, uh, and they, we same sort of thing. We went out to a place called, I think it was and and Pity's porch or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like a house yeah. in, in a neighborhood, yeah, yeah. And, but the food was sensational. Well, you know,
9: it's funny. In, in Philly, when I bring comedians and comedians come here, they always uh, remark about Sid Booker's. At Broad and and uh, in Hunting Park, right, which is the uh, it's the it's all night shrimp spot. Mm-hmm. But as comedians see it, they see yo yo, you know how they be, they be selling shrimp out the side of a <laughs> house <laughs> because it's only window service.
6: <laughs> okay, and they've never like, been there,
9: right? So I mean, you got to get three, you know, you stay until four in the morning. But the only thing they only serve fried shrimp uh-huh. in like uh, b- uh, baskets. There so that's is. it. That's all they say. Okay. And it's it. an all-night shrimp all place. Until about 4 in the morning. So right? it's like it's number but fried shrimp. So, wow. And they're delicious. But people be like, yo, they were serving shrimp out the side of the house. Like, it's, it's not a house. I do. There's
2: something to be said about places that do one thing. Yes. Yeah. And, that's, right. and there's
9: no, there's no bartering. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to pay extra for cocktail sauce. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no fries. It's like, look. And where is it? Tri- it's at the corner of Broad, and I think that's Windrum. And they're open till 4, huh? Till 4. Every All night. right. Wow. Yeah, go check them out, man. See Booker. Right. So that's one of the foodie spots in Philly that you might not know about. Little, as yeah. we call them, hood spots.
3: Would you, would you open a restaurant? Have you ever had any designs on doing something like that? Well, it's would... funny. I was
9: just talking to Becky, who's from Live Nation and brought me out today, and we were talking with the business. Yeah, I'm in that part of my game now. So I'm not only a comedian performer, but the business. Restaurants don't make a lot of money, and it's hard to maintain. It, it is hard.
4: Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't but
9: know like, if I would want to go through that. As a comedian, I'm already sensitive about my art.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my, I had a my favorite hot dog joint uh, growing up. It was there forever and ever, and it went out of business. And I was talking to didn't go out of business, but anyway, it, it ended up shutting down. Mm. And I was talking to the owners last year about when are you guys going to open it up again? And they said, Do you know how many hot dogs you got to sell? You know, to make right. a profit, right? And I never thought of it like no. that.
9: No, it's, it's, I think restaurants are places that people that individually own restaurants are labor's of love. Like, they mm-hmm. do it because they want to. They enjoy feeding people. They enjoy it, but it, it's... Well, like, 90% of them close shot. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. the,
3: the odds it's are hard.
9: stacked against yeah. you. I mean, I'm a struggling comic. I got to, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to add another struggle to the <laughs> <to> <laughs> And I don't mean struggling in the aspect of not being funny. I'm hilarious. You know, <laughs> it's it's trying to get to these bills and these yeah. kids, man.
2: <laughs> you, know, you know what you ought to do for a stunt one night is after one of your shows. You know, like Andy Kaufman did back in the day. He took everybody out for uh, milk and cookies. Yes. take <laughs> everybody out for some fried shrimp after one of you your shows. You know what? I will. You should <laughs> do I will. Uh, two Ray is going to be playing Punchline tonight, tomorrow and yes. Saturday. So one show tonight at 8, two shows on Friday and Saturday, 7 p.m. and 9.45 p.m. Yeah. You want to get your tickets at punchline.com, and uh, don't miss it, man. But it's great to see you. Thanks for stopping in. Always
9: thanks for having me, man. Once again, punchlinephilly.com is where you get your tickets from. But always great to be here. I thank you guys so much for always inviting me and having me up here.
2: Anytime, man. Have a good weekend. Two regas. Take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with
7: us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at wmmr.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
2: Yeah, we're getting back into things. About 10 minutes after 10 o'clock. Today being a Thursday morning. We get another letter for the Word of the Week prize coming up in a little while. And yes, we skipped uh, the bizarre file, which I'm glad we did because it was great hanging out with Ture again. He's great. Absolutely hilarious and a super nice guy. So he'll be at uh, Punchline uh, coming up through the course of the week. And what else do I need to mention here? Archbishop Bryan High School, Northeast Philly. That's uh, the coolest teacher. You are up for that. So text word teacher followed by the teacher's name 39333. Whoever you want to submit for that. We'll find out who the winner is tomorrow. One vote per phone number, mind you. And we're all set for our next guest. So i want to move right along and segue into him. Big fan. John Wick 3, Chapter 3, I should say. Parabellum is in theaters now. And, uh, Steve, you were raving
3: about it. Both Casey and I saw it, and it's sensational i yeah. love it i love the whole series i love where it's going i love how it started and i love this guy in all three yeah so uh
2: he is is it uh sharon or Cheron? you know what i don't know the exact pronunciation you just know the Cause, dude Cause, yeah, yeah you the know it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
6: uh
2: but let's get him on this is, ladies and gentlemen it is lance reddick who is yeah. lance. hey lance how you doing <laughs> uh, i'm good i'm good It is. did Sharon. Sharone thank you very much that's cool yes <laughs> uh, you have you, you have had to have a lot of fun uh playing this character in all
7: three of these movies oh it's been a great ride I, I never expected it to turn into this Yeah. You know, I thought the first movie was great and you know move on I didn't think it would turn into this um, a franchise juggernaut so, you, you know what I, I so love really about the real
3: Yeah, about Lanson, it, it it progresses in, in the proper way because you have um I understand the director was formerly Keanu Reeves' stunt double, correct?
7: Yeah, on The Matrix. That's how he um he and David both uh, um uh David who uh who actually co directed with Chad on the first film, uh they were both not just stunt directors, but they were the stunt uh well Chad was actually stunt. Keanu stuck double on the Matrix. Okay. The first film. But they were also the coordinators of the films. So that's that's how they have their relationship with Keanu. I've seen with Keanu.
4: Well, listen,
3: I don't want to give away anything. We live in a time of spoil alerts and so on and so forth. But in a Parabellum, uh, you um, you come out from behind the counter uh, of the Continental in a great way. And so I want to ask you, so did you go through a lot of the similar tactical training that I know Halle Berry did and Keanu Reeves did for... For this third episode of the John Wick trilogy,
7: I went through a well. In terms, when you say tactical, I went through a fair amount of the tactical gun training. Right. Uh, I don't know that I had as much extensive training as they did, but for me, it was a lot. (laughs) Uh, I I didn't have the. I mean, I had a lot of stunt work uh, in terms of uh, choreographing uh, my action scenes, but I didn't have all the grappling and judo and jujitsu training as those two did.
3: Well I, I wanted to ask you too because you 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 have an accent that you affect in the movie were you allowed to sort of develop the the affectations that your character uh has or was that in the script?
7: It just said African. Okay. <laughs> in the script. And uh so it was it wasn't specific. And you know, when I, when I, the funny thing about it is when I first read it, I didn't notice that. And then I went, when I went back to look at the role to start working on it, I realized, oh, God, she's supposed to have an African accent. And so I called to ask, and they said, well, it's not necessary. And then I thought, but you know what? That would be really cool. Let me try that. So, um, you know, I have a tape of a Kenyan accent that I, that I, um, it's a guy that I taped 20 years ago for another film that I did that was actually set in Kenya uh, called I Dreamed of Africa. So I pulled that, you know, out of mothballs,
3: and I started working on it. Well, it it, it works perfectly, and I love because, as you know, the whole the whole fact that this series was set in motion by the killing of a puppy, and and you know, John Wick gets his dog, and I always know that when you are there looking after the dog, it will be fine, and uh, you know that 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 whole relationship, the whole thing that they, I'd
7: like to think so. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, uh, with this, now, I was familiar with you. I was a big fan of um, uh, a number of the shows that you've done. You were on Lost, The Wire, Oz. You were also on a show that I loved called Fringe. Uh, so, you, you've had a good track record of getting involved with what is considered, for many people, a lot of appointment television. Are you just a lucky guy?
7: Um, I want to say no, but Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> No, you're, you're, you're excellent. In terms of, in terms of, I mean, you just never know. You know, my first seven years out of drama school, I never booked a pilot. Wow. I didn't book a single pilot. I didn't even test for a single pilot. The first pilot I booked was The Wire, and I've been on three hit shows in a row. It's just it's
3: astonishing. Like now, you, you had tried so, out for, for Lost. You had tried out for the role of Echo, right, Mr. Echo? But that didn't come through.
7: No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Actually, uh, I found out that they were considering me for that uh, when I read it in Entertainment Weekly. After I was, after I was uh, already cast. Okay. Um,
3: yeah. So, so you now, but you're you're also a musician. So wh- which do you consider yourself a musician, actor, or an actor musician?
7: At this point, an actor musician. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, music was my first love, and, and music's what I trained in all growing up. And where I went to you know i went to I went to conservatory for college, okay, so I actually thought I was going to be the classical composer, and then I left music school because I realized I really wanted to be a rock star <laughs> um, but um so, yeah, I didn't start acting until I was 27. I mean, I acted in college for fun, but I didn't really start pursuing acting professionally until I was 27 years old. Wow. Okay. So, um, But at this point in my life, it is, um, you know, I, I kind of stumbled onto what I now consider to be my real calling. So okay. you just never know.
2: Hey, Lance, uh, now I haven't seen the film yet, but, uh, but, but I've, I've saw the first two and am uh, just absolutely caught up in the concept of this place, this hotel, the Continental, and what it's all about. Um, do we learn a little bit more about that particular establishment in John Wick 3? Um,
7: hmm. Well, you, you, you let me put it this way. You, you learn more about the world mm-hmm. of this International Guild of Assassins and where... Uh, the Continental fits into the pecking order. OK. Um, and you definitely see more of my character in Ian McShane's character. And you see more of the inside of The Continental in this one.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's what's done is phenomenal. I'll tell you that, Preston. And how, how is it working with Ian McShane? That guy, when he he just has that on as do you, but he has that on-screen charisma that just makes you lock on him.
7: Oh, he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> a pain in the ass. You know, show, you you show up at my door and cut me, man. No, uh, Ian, well, first of all, the first time I... Because Ian and I didn't have any scenes together, the first two films. Yeah. All our conversations are over the phone. Uh. So it's so funny because when I first met him, it was on my first day of the second shooting the second film. And it, it was... Um. The the actually it was the last scene, the penultimate scene of the film right. where uh, I drop off John to meet Ian and actually even in that scene Ian and I don't. Uh... Like, i say goodbye to John, and i get back in the car, and then he had to see what he was in. And when I met him, I was so starstruck, I just said a bunch of stupid stuff. And uh, <laughs> he's looking at me like, well, why, man, why are you being so weird? <laughs> so I went back to my hotel. I said to my wife, oh, my God, I just made a fool of myself. but he'd be I am mortified. <laughs> so it was great to, you know, have you know, two and a half months to make up for that.
3: <laughs> well, you know, so Parabellum uh, dethroned Endgame at the box office uh, and and just killed it. And now I see that you have worked on... Godzilla vs. King Kong, which is the sequel to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, I assume you have a prominent role, yes?
7: Uh, I can't really say anything about the role.
3: All right. Are you playing Godzilla?
7: (laughs) (laughs) I... <laughs> okay, I lied
6: <laughs> I, no, <laughs> uh, I
3: knew it I knew it that's
2: great uh well, listen we we want to point people in the direction if they haven 't seen it yet. second week coming out, as Steve said, it toppled end game, which is no small feat at all, but certainly the fan base is there for the the John Wick saga has only gotten bigger, and in fact talks of a fourth i won 't ask you if you 're going to be in that because i don't i don't want to know yeah. to be honest we 'll find out down the road. But just want to okay. point people in that direction. But Lance, you're doing great, man. So we appreciate the time today. Have a great holiday weekend and and continued success to you.
7: Okay, thank you, thank you. Have a great weekend, you guys.
2: You got it, man. Lance Reddick, yeah. Yeah.
3: John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum in theaters now. He's one of those guys who becomes a different guy in every like in Fringe, he's different than he is in uh, The Wire and in. But you expect him to be talking with that accent yeah. that he displays in John Wick. He's just so yeah. and there is I don't I will not give away anything, but he has a a pivotal, what would be a pivotal classic scene, Casey, you know, that it's it, and it has to do with the protocol of the Continental. Okay. It'll right. blow you away. Very cool. All right, we need to do... We didn't do the Bizarre File. What the hell's going We've on? we got
0: to do it now. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File.
2: All righty. The Bizarre File is brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware. Uh, thousands of rings in self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware Diamonds. By the way, we're going to do the B-File <laughs> and... Uh, we'll do trash music news and all that stuff coming up in just a moment. A full 130 soft-boiled eggs. For some reason, mm. uh, the ramen shop owner was perplexed when the discovery uh, when he discovered the break-in while preparing ingredients for the day's business. What's more unusual is he found the cash in the register untouched. They just wanted soft-boiled eggs. Put the eggs in the bag. Uh, According to the police, five other restaurants along the same street were also broken into and suffered total loss of around 10,000 yen. Since soft-boiled eggs are one of the main ingredients in ramen, the owner took to social media to announce that his shop would be closed for the day while he replenished his stock. Well, that sucks. They're looking for a lot of eggs. Uh, Let's see. How about this one? Imagine the luck you would have to have had to survive being impaled. By an item in a car driving on the highway. That's exactly what happened to a guy named Tim Page. He was driving a van on Interstate 5 in California Thursday morning when a tripod smashed through his windshield and punctured his lung.
3: Ooh. Oh, yes, I saw the picture of this. Yeah, It's
2: amazing he survived. Say Somebody stole the tripod from a California Department of Transportation crew and threw it off an overpass onto the Sacramento freeway. Uh, he survived with broken ribs and partially punctured lung. A man suspected of throwing the tripod was arrested on a warrant and might face a charge of attempted murder. He should. Yeah, because anybody who throws anything off a bridge like that is crazy. A man pleaded guilty after admitting that he stole his daughter's Girl Scout cookie proceeds uh, Uh. to pay for an erotic massage. Oh, jeez. Okay, then. I see you. Uh, (laughs) Brian David Couture was ordered to do 80 hours of community service and pay restitution for filing a false report. Uh, he called police saying a stranger had come into his home through the sliding glass door and fought him. Uh, the district attorney's office said coacher's laptop was damaged and $700 was missing from a jar of his daughter's Girl Scout cookie sales. He later admitted that he invented that story and staged the house to hide that he had stolen the money for an erotic massage. He will also have to pay a $100 fine and be placed on probation. Uh, and I tell you what, we'll just do one more story since uh, we're already running way, way over. Uh, Let's see. Federal prosecutors say a man has agreed to plead guilty to stealing a ring-tailed lemur. Lemur, Southern California Zoo. Uh, The U.S. Attorney's Office says in a news release, a 19-year-old Aquinas Casbar of Newport Beach agreed to plead guilty to one misdemeanor count of unlawfully taking of an endangered species. Prosecutors say Casbar broke into the Santa Ana Zoo after hours, cut open an enclosure, and took a 32-year-old lemur named Isaac. 32 years old?
3: Lemurs get that old? Or is that a young lemur? I don't know. Uh, The animal was placed in a container with
2: no ventilation and later abandoned at a Newport Beach hotel. That's no way to treat a lemur. With notes uh, identifying it as uh, having been taken from the zoo. Uh, That's no way to treat a lemur. (laughs) Media reported that Isaac wasn't hurt and uh, was returned to to a home, so he's doing okay. Said he was out of sight. <laughs> there I get you. it. Thank you. <laughs> a love boat. All right. <laughs> we're gonna do a lesson question for today. We are gonna give away a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe Superheroes, which is now open at the Franklin Institute. Uh what does Caitlin's uterus also do? Two one five two six three WMMR. Other than the standard human function, what does Caitlin's uterus also do? Or what is it used as, I can yes, say? Yeah. Uh, 215-263-WMMR If you were listening in and you know the answer Why you should call us and do it now Because you might win we're going to do the trash while you're calling The
0: trash
6: business is a goal 93.3
0: 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
2: Let's get into it, shall we, Steve? What is up in the trash today?
3: Well, Aaron Carter is very angry over the reaction to a comment he made about an encounter with Michael Jackson years ago. Overblown, says Carter, noting that he had started to chafe. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> <It's okay.
4: laughs>
3: Tom, Tom Cruise is reportedly trying to recruit his estranged 13-year-old daughter, Suri, for Scientology, who says the trick will be getting that huge seed pod under her bed. Oh, my God. And speaking of Caitlyn Jenner, golfing buddies of Caitlyn Jenner reported not liking her recent desire to hit from the ladies' tees. Many of uh, her golfing friends see it as hypocritical, especially since Caitlyn once hit a 900 yard drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trap. She's a good golfer.
2: I have uh, uh, Craig Shoemaker, who we know is from Philadelphia, has golfed with her on a few occasions. Said she can hit the ball. Is
3: that bogus? That she's I, for some reason I can't imagine that that Caitlyn, yeah, you know that Bruce when when she was Bruce. You know, she's still a a a strong person, a large person, athlete, right? An Olympic athlete. I can't imagine her Uh, saying, "Now I want to hit from the ladies." I think that's a bit of a cop out. Yeah, Yeah,
2: you should you should play to your ability and 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 not necessarily you know play a certain tease because you can. I mean, you know what this stuff. It may be totally. Erroneous to begin with. All right, we're going to go to the phone, see if we can answer this question. Uh, what does Caitlin's uterus also do, since we're talking about
3: Caitlin? <laughs> Caitlin, Caitlin,
2: Caitlin. I'm going to go to, let's go to Ed. Hey,
3: Ed?
8: Yes.
2: All right, what is uh, Caitlin's uterus also used as?
8: I believe it would be a paper shredder. Yeah. 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 Great...
2: Paper shredder. <laughs> Hang on, Ed. We got a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes now open at the Franklin Institute explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, more. An exhibit for the hero in all of us. You can get tickets today at fi.edu. Music news. Wait, there was something I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Nick's tracking a... uh, but one of those nasty
5: isolated storm fronts making I ju-
2: its way. I just
5: got a text from my girlfriend, and uh, I don't live that far away. And apparently, it was a serious downpour with a lot of lightning and thunder. And uh, we are expecting it here in Bala shortly. Yeah, really? it's,
2: it's looking like uh, it went over King of Prussia, yeah, and uh, kind of that area. And uh, tornado. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, they're they're saying we could get tornadic activity this evening oh. for sure, or not for sure, oh, my God! but. Quite possibly because these are these are small isolated cells, but they're very very powerful. And so I'm looking at the radar right now. We're seeing a lot of red, uh, like which it's is intense.
1: Moving through quick too though. So yeah, if I get a uh, downpour and then it'll be out.
2: Like there, it's in Conchi now, headed towards Gladwin, Narberth, kind of our area. So um, what? if you get, but it, but it looks like these are going to be quickly moving through. So if it's a uh, it may be one of those where you got to kind of pull over and wait it out for a minute or two. So just a heads up on that.
3: Yes, that's always, by the way, that's a wise idea. If you start to get that sort of driving rain where you, it, it, just pull over. Yeah, if you can't no, see. Don't, don't have to continue driving.
0: Yep. All right, uh, let's do music news now. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, it's uh, brought to you by Coors Light. Join the President's of Steve Show live from Keenans tomorrow. Presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Slipknot percussionist and co-founder M. Sean Clown Crahan has thanked fans for their support after the passing of his 22-year-old daughter. He wrote on their social media account, Firstly, uh, Chantel, Alexandria, Gage, uh, Simon, and I would like to thank everyone With the endless amount of love, prayers, thoughts, and kindness we've been receiving, he said, well, it's not possible for me to read and respond to each individual message and comment right now. I want you to know uh, that we can feel the energy shared, and we are so grateful. Uh, You've all proven that there is empathy, positivity, and strength in this community that we call humanity here on Earth. Now, TMZ reported yesterday uh, that Gabrielle Crahan died from what appeared to be a drug overdose Which is what we were assuming because she was so young. Police and the fire department responded to a call for a possible OD at a Hollywood home Saturday night where they found Gabrielle's body. Although CPR was administered, she was pronounced dead on the scene by paramedics. Law enforcement sources said that there was drug paraphernalia and evidence of narcotic use at the scene. and Gabrielle apparently had a history of drug use, too. So sad, sad news. Uh, Our buddy, Fozzie frontman Chris Jericho, has said that the band will enter the studio later this year to begin recording this new album. But the the follow-up to 2017's Judas won't arrive until 2020. He said, the stuff that we have is amazing. I think that the idea is to have at least a single ready by September to coincide with the Iron Maiden show in California. And that uh, Unleashed in the West tour that we're doing to kind of put around the Maiden gig. And I think uh, a new record will be out early next year. Ozzy just signed a major deal with Sony Music, and Jericho said that he is open to releasing music in any way that the label suggests. So, good on him. Ozzy Osbourne guitarist Zach Wilde and his Black Sabbath tribute band called Zach Sabbath, which has performed at the MMR Yes. Have announced that they are going to record a faithful version of Sabbath's 1970 self-titled debut album for Mm -hmm. a a limited release on its exact 50th anniversary. Uh, the album will be titled Vertigo in honor of the British record label that released the original LP. Uh, Wilde and Zach Sabbath said in a statement, Vertigo Records issued the debut album by Black Sabbath Friday, February 13, 1970. And the world was never the same. Exactly 50 years to that date, Zach Sabbath will celebrate the first chapter of the Sabbath catalog with a reverently rendered tribute simply titled Vertigo. And he said, our aim is to faithfully record the album in the spirit of the original recording. So here's what, they get, here's what they're going to do. Live in a fully analog studio, direct to two-inch tape, in a single 24-hour period. Wow. Which, I guess, is how those guys originally did it. <laughs>
3: I, it's amazing.
2: A film crew will document the process, culminating in a single album and DVD release, limited to just 500 copies, and delivered to purchasers on February 13th, 2020. So that's kind of neat. Although John Bonham's 71st birthday isn't until May 31st, Robert Plant took time out. On a social media, or it took time out on social media to salute his best friend, the late Zeppelin drummer John Bonham. Uh, Plant posted a photo of him facing the massive sculpture of Bonham erected last year in his hometown of Redditch, England. Uh, alongside the photo, Plant posted another birthday around the corner, huge loss. Uh, the Bonham tribute, by the way, weighs over 5,000 pounds, features one side showing Bonham pounding on his drum kit with the other listing his full name, uh, birth, uh, birth date, and the day he died, and the inscription, the most outstanding and original drummer of his time. John Bonham's popularity and influence continue to resonate within the world of music and beyond. So, It's a
3: really good um, statue. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like the way he came out. You, yeah, we're, we're looking at the side where he's pounding away on the drums, and uh, it's really well done. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: And then one last thing, my buddy Getty Lee. Isn't ruling out creative new music or creating new music with Alex Lifeson. I think this is eventually going to happen. Personally, Uh, when pressed as to whether the pair would be teaming up with each other now that uh, Neil Peart has officially retired from music, Uh, Getty, who's been swamped promoting his critically acclaimed tome "Getty Lee's Big Beautiful Book of Bass," told the Toronto Sun, "Uh, "I don't, I don't really know." Alex is turning into this super session guy. He loves playing on other people's records without the responsibilities of having to write anything other than his solo. And I know he's really digging that. I've been doing this project, but we talk we uh, quite a lot. He said we see each other quite a lot, and we visit with Neil quite often. Uh, so we're all close, but I don't think we would ever do a project, the three of us. It's certainly possible that Alex and I would do something down the road. I can't see the three of us ever really doing anything. So you
3: you that's know cool. what? Um, honestly? Yeah. Uh, they should audition the drummer for Saint. Stop it! Yeah, because uh, he's available. Do you think they would ever? Do you think they would ever go back and just bring another like super kinetic, talented drummer in and go out as a troika again, a threesome?
2: Um, no, no, I don't think so. I, I, and they definitely wouldn't play any Rush music. That that was very personal to the right, three right. of them. So now that's done. That's done. That's finished. They they hung it up and. Uh, uh, Neil's definitely hung it up, but, but I think these two will get together and write music and then bring other musicians in to play on that music
3: that they've written. And, uh, I'd be curious to I see what that, that will happen. What that ends up sounding like. When yeah. they, when, you, you seem to think that they're absolutely going to do it. I'd be curious to see what yeah. it sounds like.
5: Any yeah. word on uh, whether or not the book tour is going to come to the States? Because right now it's just Canada. No, it already had. They, oh, it did? Okay. He, yeah, he
3: went through New York
2: and he hit a few cities. I'm not sure exactly where. Um, But that was right when it came out. So he may, I don't know if he was in this area or not. Uh, but he did do some things in New Jersey. So not 100% sure. It would be great to get him on, but he's yeah. been very, very busy. And that is it. So I got music news for you. We're going to take a quick break, but not before we give away a case of beer. I have Philly Pale Ale. Yes. And uh, it's from our friends at Yard Yards Philly Pale Ale this summer. Reach for the classic. We'll take caller number 15. Philly Pale Ale is the seasonable brew that's perfect for good weather and great times. You can bring Philly, bring yards. Available at Wycombe Public House in Upper Makefield Township. So we'll set you up. Caller fifteen two one five two six three wmr Be back in a moment.
11: Philly's a city of neighborhoods, and all over town, neighborhoods celebrate summer with block parties. That's why this Memorial Day weekend, <laughs> WMMR will jump right into summer with a big old block party weekend. And get this, we're going to do it every weekend all summer long. So, bring ours to yours. It's Memorial Day weekend in Philly. Spend it on the station that'll rock blocks on weekends all summer long. 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks the block. The studs. <laughs>
2: Well, 93.3 WMMR. Do you know what I was channeling there? We kind of laughed. Nah, no. it's too obscure. I, what? Lisa Left Eye Lopez used to host a show on MTV called <laughs> The
4: Cut! Nope.
2: And that's how she would say it. I do remember that. Yeah. The
4: Cut!
2: Well, I said the struts that way.
6: Nah.
3: nah. Who replaced her on that show? It was Right Eye Ramirez. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Did, Did I just make that up? Look at, look at what's coming in here, Preston. Yeah, we got weather,
2: in, uh right here in Bala Kenwood, uh, rain is starting up. and It's probably going to get really, really heavy uh, because there are some pretty severe uh, cells that are popping up, and that's supposed to happen later on this afternoon as well. Looking like the biggest chance, kind of more the western, northwestern Lehigh Valley area, but that but goes all the way to the shore. Um, as it's going to be moving, but I don't know what time those going to happen. But it's not going to be like an all out gigantic downpour sticking around forever. It's just these intense uh, cells. A lot of time, these isolated uh, cells are the ones that create those really gnarly storms. Just rip on through, yeah. So we'll see freaking how... gnarly cells. I know. We'll see how that uh, affects us. But we are uh, we're headed down today or tonight uh, in preparation for tomorrow. So all set for it. I uh, want to thank our guests. We had on the program today the coach of the St. Louis Blues, former coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, headed to the Stanley Cup, Mr. Craig Berube. Yeah. Uh, starts uh, final start Monday night at 8 p.m. in Boston. So beat Boston. Uh, Jannie Scott, came yeah, by of the famous uh, Montgomerys and Scotts here in uh, Philadelphia, and she's got a book called "The Beneficiary: Fortune, Misfortune, and the Story of My Father." which is available now, uh, available now everywhere. It's a fascinating tale. <laughs> See, we're smart. Yeah. See, we need a view, huh? We're smart. Uh, to Ray. Yay. Woo! He's a great guy. He is. He's a naturally nice and funny guy, and he will be at uh, Punchline tonight, Friday, and Saturday. Go to punchlinephilly.com to get tickets. And from uh, John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, Lance Reddick was on the ah. We had a completely full program today. It's been nice. Pierre Robert is now entered into the studio. How you doing, ma'am? Now you
13: got me. Now we got you. The uh, two-ray, he He lives here, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Great well, guy. Yeah, well, he well, seems well. really cool. Mm-hmm. Excellent uh, T-shirt, by the way, Steve. Oh, thank you. I didn't Thanks, even notice. So. What are you wearing? From Russia with Love, the poster from Russia,
3: from Russia with Love with uh, Sean Connery and uh, the whole deal. Sean Connery as
13: in Fleming's James, James Bond. Bond. Mm. Ah, love that. How about my shirt? Uh, and yours says Stockholm. Yeah. I went right. there two years ago.
2: <laughs> okay, good. That's and, why
13: I'm wearing it. And, oh, I like uh, Casey's. It says further, but it's in the um, writing of the, f- the sporting team. Yes. yeah, <laughs> so Thank that's you. That's good. The about- they're called the Phillies. <laughs> yes,
12: yeah. too.
13: Yeah. 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 What about mine? I got a shirt on. And you eat. Yeah. What does yours say? 11 North.
5: Yeah, it's a local company, and they, yeah. make, uh, they make clothing, so I'm supporting a local
13: business by wearing this shirt. I like that. And Kathy go. says, Laters. What does it say? Ladles.
1: Laters. Laders.
13: Laders. peace. <laughs> peace. Peace, later.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't. I see, I can't see. From where I sit, I can't see anybody's shirts I don't except for Casey's. What,
13: what is it about?
1: Uh, bye. Peace. See ya.
13: Later. Later, later. peace. Later. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, peace out. Out. People don't say later; they say later's now, right? Do they? I guess. I don't know. Well, Why does your say later? I then?
1: don't know. I bought it at Nordstrom because I like it. <laughs>
13: <laughs> but I'll tell you this: That's she really my wants. Woman,
3: <laughs> she really wants to talk about it. I get that. <laughs> she really wants hey, to talk about. it. I got a
2: last-second text. I want to say hi to the person who's listening live from a pool bar in Jamaica right Whoa. now. Whoa. You, sir or ma'am, are living the life. Enjoy. Love Love. it. We'll get a taste of that. I mean, it is a holiday weekend this weekend, so if you want to channel your inner Jamaica,
3: you can sure. certainly do that. And this this you've already told us from the weather bureau of WMMR, you have uh, this weather will blow out and we have a great Memorial Day weekend on mm-hmm. time.
2: Yes, we do. So, uh,
3: put on some Bob. Yeah. You'll I mean, be right there. There you go. With
2: that person in uh, Jamaica at the pool bar. Uh, we should probably do the letter of the day, ready?
0: I am. All right, let's do this. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
2: All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the
13: letter. M as in Maniunk.
2: All right, and we are going to give away a $500 Mealies Furniture gift card, and the savings are hot during the Mealy's Furniture Memorial Savings event. You can save 50% or more on everything in the showroom with free delivery and 0% financing. Plus, Mealies will pay your sales tax. Mealy's Furniture, all the styles you'd love for less. So we'll give that away tomorrow, but we kind of do it in a different fashion because we're in front of this huge crowd on stage, and uh, we'll have whoever is running the board for us tomorrow take the winner off air. Which, by the way, is that Jason that's going to be doing that tomorrow? Do we know?
3: All right. Is he? Often uh, is. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually, yes. he is. usually yep. is. He's very good at it.
2: All right, yeah, cool. So thank you, Jason, guys. now because I'll forget to thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. Uh, for helping out what's up on the uh, program today
13: i don't even know if, if we'll be able to chat because it gets so boisterous yeah. down there i'll be in my location in atlantic city at resorts you'll be at Keenan's uh, some I think we've tried sometimes to to do the letter back and forth, but uh, it's sometimes it's so loud and crazy where you are, and about that time, uh, people have just started to drink. Yeah. Oh, uh, by ten o'clock. Yeah, it's
3: it's it's so loud that even with broadcast quality <laughs> headphones on, locked on your head,
13: it's hard to hear. Right. So it'll be fun. Hand. I look forward to listening to it on my drive down. Uh, on the program today, we'll have um, well a couple of different things. We'll have tickets for our MM archive session, which will be a week from today with Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings here at MMR. They'll play that night at the TLA. I'll have tickets for the archive session and for the show at the TLA. Uh, also, we've got tickets for Greta Van Fleet's second show. Uh, which goes on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. That's cool. And side four of Tommy on vinyl at 2 p.m. and a pair of tickets for The Who on Saturday in honor of the 50th anniversary of Tommy and that The Who is in our area. Wait, there's more. Uh, We'll have a workforce block of Van Halen because Sammy and the Circle will be at Parks Casino on Saturday, block of Greta Van Fleet to go along with those tickets, and a block of songs from the archives. And maybe a few more flashbacks to the Emma Barbecue. Nice. Yeah. All right. Still so, keeps on giving. I love it. It does. It nice. does. All
2: right. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. The President and Steve radio program is brought to you today or powered by DHY Motorsports. Go fast, go now, go to DHY Motorsports for huge month end savings. Also, Acme, the official supermarket of the President and Steve show tomorrow. It's all about the Jersey Shore and Summer and Kenan's and Coors Light and the party. We'll bring it all to you from us to Pierre to Jackson. We're all over the place. Love now. it. You should come see us if you have a chance. If not, just uh, live it all right here on the radio. It's a it's a, a bit of a spectacle. So that is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. Preston and
4: Steve, love you. Hate you douchebags out there that when you put an ad on Craigslist to try to sell something, you type on the bottom in capital letters, no texting, just a call. And everyone's trying to text me. I, I don't have this service.
12: Next message.
4: Dudes, I got my f-
9: drunk this weekend. And I found the sombrero in the parking lot. And I threw that motherf***er
7: on. And I tried till my heart fell out. Weekends go the bed.
12: Next message.
7: Hello. little a- all oh, the picks on a 94-year-old woman. If I caught you, you'd be in for a hell of a figgy, buddy.
4: The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484
0: MMR rocks.
4: Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.